well, I'm back from my experience with psychedelic drugs. What, death? Well, well we ayahuasca. Have to clarify. We have to clarify. Ayahuasca, wasn't I? Oh, you were on ayahuasca, but then you died. No, I thought I was. I thought it was ayahuasca max that you were had on the. Po- oh no! Did you, you reveal that was the first three minutes? No, no, no. You, yeah, three minutes indeed. That shit went on about fifteen, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> that extended riff you two were on. You know what? I fucking leave the podcast for one day, and it turns into fucking comedy bang bang ASMR. What? Just just quiet, soothing bits. It was nice. <laughs> it was so nice to edit. Not having to worry about character work. Oh, it was wonderful. It, it was a nice little, uh, nice little reprieve. Yeah, but well, you're back. I'm back. Yeah, this show needs some fucking conflict for one, and it needs some zest for two. That's what I provide. Yeah, in my way. Yeah, in my merry little way. I can I see. I can see you misbranded already. I do. Yeah, we would have made it more fun introducing you back. We would have at least kept it going a little bit before See, settling I didn't know back that's into what the we were old. Doing. Yeah, I saw. Yeah. Oh well, no, I had a whole. I had a whole thing planned. Go ahead. You know. No, let's do it. I can't now. I'll, do the, I'll, be, I'll get into the spirit of it. No, I can't now because it's not funny if I if I've already acknowledged that it's not true. It's only funny if you slightly, you slightly keep it up. You know, mm-hmm. keep up the appearance of. Otherwise, it's like being a comedian and going on stage, being like, right, well, I've got a joke here, and here's what the joke's about. Uh, to, to understand this joke, you've got to presuppose this. Uh, this was covered in my last joke. So it's basically a Stuart Lee joke, but without the, uh, without the forethought to actually make it funny. So no, not, uh, no, I won't be doing it. You've ruined it. Welcome back. What was it? <sighs> oh, no, I was just going to do a long thing about how all the fans had sent in postcards and well wishes and uh, gift baskets for your funeral mm-hmm. arrangements. Uh, how one card from an unnamed source uh, just talked about how you were always a disappointment and fat as well. Oh, I know who that one was. Exactly. Right. That would have been funny when we'd, uh, you know, when we naturally kind of gone through well, it. Well, you know, it could still be funny. No. Why don't we just? Uh, why don't we just restart the recording and pretend? No, that's even we'll worse. Do all kayfabe. Oh, that's even worse. No, I can't be, <laughs> can't be doing that. Kayfabe. What is that again? It's in wrestling. It's like when you when you keep up the illusion. Yeah, I know what it. Yeah, I know what it refers to. But I, I don't know where. Like, where I can, I it's like an it, internet thing, right? Or does it come from wrestling? No, first? No, it comes from wrestling first. But then the internet started using it. Yeah, yeah. It just means playing along, right? But I don't know where that word comes from. Let's look it up. Go on. What's the etymology of kayfabe? It's K A Y F A B E. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a I'm in a uh, inquisitive mood today, as you can see. As you can plainly see. Let's see. Pro wrestling could trace some of its stylistic blah, blah, blah. As carny slang for... It's carny slang, apparently, for protecting the secrets of the business. The term kayfabe itself may ultimately originate from the pig Latin form of fake. Like kayfabe? Akefe. Yeah, that would be akefe. Yeah, that, so how does kayfabe that doesn't seem to track yeah, for me. No. Or the phrase be fake. Be fake. K fabe. No, fabe may also derive from another trick used by traveling carnival workers. With money tight, a carney would call home collect and ask for K Fabian. This was code letting people at home know they had made it safely to the next town without paying for most of a phone call. So basically no one knows. It's another one of those things where no one really knows. That's an interesting thing. Why K fabe that sounds fake too. Carnies 
Oh, I miss Brandon already. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was enjoying that kayfabe. Carnies! And he leans back, crosses his legs. <laughs> and you know we're in for a long one. <laughs> a long actually, one that I have to listen to I like actually, two or three times. Yeah, we're about to be bombed as well. <laughs> I actually, uh, I don't know much about Carnies. <laughs> it seems like a rich... Uh, You've been listening to Penn Sunday history. School all these years, and you don't know the first thing about carnies. He'll tell you all about them because I am one, you know. Yeah, are like, carnies no, even not. like a thing anymore? Not in that way, right? I don't think like, so. Like the Every... carnies who were like traveling, uh, you know, they were like they were in the circus because not because of any particular artistic pursuit, but like because they were on they were the land trying to get away, yeah, from something or other. Yeah, well, that's the assumption anyway. Yeah, no, I don't think that really exists anymore. Mm-mm. Not really. You need too many permits to to set up shop anywhere now. I don't think they can really do that. Circus has gone corporate. Yeah. Well, now you got these quote unquote fairgrounds that turn up, right? Like carnivals. Yeah. Those. But, are, but those are all usually employed locally. Yeah, and they usually it's usually some big management company behind it mm-hmm. that puts them all over the place. They fucking. Suck. We got kicked out of one uh, a couple of months ago. For what? Oh, uh, Rachel was arguing with with them. Wow. Um, well, yeah. I'll do it. They brook <laughs> no nonsense. Yeah, and no, then we got a photo taken and everything. Escorted out of a of a fun fair. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous state of affairs. But it was terrible, though. It was terrible. They had a tiny little roller coaster there, though, that pulled some serious laterals. Oh, I'll really? Thank yeah, God. it was like, it wasn't even a roller coaster. It just went around in like a little, mm-hmm. a tiny little circuit, but it did it about five times. And, uh,. I took my daughter on it, and I was surprised by the laterals I was getting. What are laterals? That's like, you know when you're driving and you, you take a turn too fast and you kind of get pushed over to one side? Oh, they have the name for that? Yeah, lateral forces, yeah. Cool. Makes sense, right? Because you're going laterally. Yeah, that's why I, I it's kind like of... Ghost Rider. If you, had to, if you of, told me to guess, that's what I would have guessed. Yeah, the end of Ghost Rider it has a lot of them. Goliath. No. Heavy laterals. No, almost no. Not really. What are you talking about? Goliath. You mean the one at Six Flags? Six Magic Flags, Mountain? Magic Mountain. No. That, that posi- that's positive G-forces, because that's hitting you full on. I don't when think you're you on really, those turns? I don't know if you really get many laterals there. You're, you're mostly feeling the positive Gs there oh. in your face, like hitting your chest type of thing. When you're on those turns where you black out... Yeah, I don't feel like... I, I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I definitely don't notice the laterals on that because I'm more preoccupied with the positives. What's the... What's a, what's a ride at Six Flags that gets laterals? Uh, Six Flags, uh, Gold Striker a little bit, mm. and um, that Apocalypse yeah. a little bit. Meg and I went on that. We fucking... You up Both of our bit. hymens were broken by the time we fucking got off of that thing. Yeah. It doesn't just... Yeah, it like beats you up from below. Did I say Gold Rusher or Gold Miner? I should have said Gold Rusher anyway. I think you said Gold Striker. Oh, Gold Striker. Fuck. Yeah, no, that's like uh, Great America. That would have plenty of laterals too. I knew what you meant. Ghost Rider has a lot at the end. Because you're... Basically, mm. when you're like leaning into the person next to you, that means you've got laterals going on. Yeah. Um, so Fun. anyway, Vegas, plenty of laterals there. Lot to talk about that. I feel like what you guys were remiss. It was a pretty lateral trip. It was, well, I mean, there were, there were moments ways. of it that were lateral. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of lateral moves. Lot of, almost anything you do in Vegas is destined to be a lateral move. Yeah. Um, 
I think that we did. We all agreed that South Point worked out swimmingly. I thought yeah. that was the, one of the nicest times. You know what I liked about it? We picked a casino and we just stayed there. Well, because there was no choice. Mm-hmm. Up there, you can't walk to another one. I think that's, and that's actually what made what, us leave. I think that's actually what now I've, you just psychologically uncracked it for me. That's what Brandon likes about South Point. He's forced to stay because his instinct is to move about the cabin. Like it's to move right. from because it's just aimlessly walk. But South Point, he has fun at, and it, he says it's the low mins. He says it's this, but it might actually just truly be. It's the only one that he's spent. He's spent a great deal of time in because he you're has kind of stuck to. There, yeah, That's but then the reason theory. we had to leave was because I think I think it was David leading the charge, saying we can't go to another casino now. We have to get a taxi back. Yeah. So let's do that. And that's why we left. I would have been happy being there all night. We didn't find anything better when we went back to the Strip. Um, No, I mean... Well, you had luck on your little craps table. Oh, yes, I did. That's what we should talk about. When we went to Casino Royale, the best, still the best, the only, for me, hotel on the Strip, or casino on the Strip. Yeah. There is a Best Western attached to it, actually. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, when you walk into the lobby, you see the stairs leading up to the... Like, this one... Weird little staircase that just has a Best Western sign over it. Oh, okay. It's my goal to stay at that Best Western. It's like a Best Western speakeasy. That's when I'm going to be really off the rails is when Casino Royale is my hotel. <laughs> so I can like just wake up at 3 a.m. and go downstairs and hit that craps table. But there that are I'm only so in love two with. machines you would play there. Yeah. But they're the best ones. And the drink service is great. The atmosphere is great. Everyone's having a good time. <laughs> are you joking now? No. What are you talking about? The atmosphere is ghastly. We had good luck on that <laughs> There's one. There's fast food options everywhere. Well, that's good for you. Yeah, we had yeah. we had good luck on that one. The the time where you did well. Yes, we had good luck because there were decent people around mm-hmm. us. Went back the next day, and no, it was just that scary old Chinese couple who were <laughs> taking forever <laughs> to press the button. Them. Yeah, they did not like us. The at guy all. was in like a wheelchair, yeah. and he was like. Yeah, like he had tissues all over the yeah. floor next to him because yeah. he was just like, <laughs> yeah, he was on like a ventilator. Yeah, yeah, that was not good. And that, and coincidentally, that was when we both did pretty poorly. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is that I think that um, you know a lot of mistakes are made, but you don't know a ghastly atmosphere. I think I'm done with New York, New York. By the way, I think that every time I you go in there, I luck. don't have a good time. You had bad luck too. When I when I arrived was, to meet up with you there, you were down um, on everything you'd won the night before. It was unbelievable. Well, no, no, I was down on what I had left over from what I deposited in the bank from the night before. If that okay. makes sense, like you, I, I ended the night before up like two hundred dollars, and I. Took like a hundred of that out, and I was like down sixty when you saw. Even me. still, you were in a foul mood. Oh like, yes, I was. Everyone. Oh yes, I was because I was on the fucking come down from the night before of like winning, winning, winning. I'm fucking invincible. I'm Lady Luck, and then the fucking next time, and then I go into the next day. It's daytime. Everyone's fucking dead silent and miserable around the craps table. <laughs> you know, because I'm coming in there thinking it's party time. He says craps table. He means those little yeah, machines. Yeah, the craps bubble machine. That have like a little dice. Yeah, yes. A pair of dice in the center yeah. that you, you all bet on. Yeah. yeah, I go in there thinking it's party time again. I'm like, guys, we're ready to go big and go home? Nah. No one will. Everyone was fucking furious when I sat down. And then, they, and then the, the, the dice rolls were coming out so bad that they just started getting up and leaving. Right. It was on such a seven streak. It was horrible. Should have started betting the don't pass line. Yeah, I could have. I could have turned my back on him. Yeah. 
I mean, who cares at that table anyway? No one knows what you bet unless you cheer really happily when that everyone is true, else, which everyone I else be loses. Doing. Actually, it does make a tone and light up when you win. It does, yeah. yeah. So they'd be looking at you, yeah, like, like this, this fucking guy. Yeah, um, but yeah. So, so I, you were in a foul mood. You didn't come I on was, the roller coaster. But the night before, yeah, I certainly didn't go on the roller coaster. I didn't have money <laughs> for the roller coaster. I didn't have a fucking savings account to dip into. That's spending the four hundred dollars to get on that roller coaster. Yeah, that is the going price at the moment. It, it fucking might as well be. It's twenty dollars for a two minute <laughs> ride. It's actually quite long. It's about four minutes. Yeah, and it's it's thrills nonstop. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, you're paying it's not even twenty dollars. You're, you're paying about five dollars per minute of intense thrill. Also, how how fucking much? How how was the heat when you were on that roller coaster? The hot air going in your face. The positive G's heated to about 102 degree air temperature. How did that feel? <laughs> hot G's. Uh, hot G's. I don't know. The heat wasn't a problem, but we actually picked a bad time of day to go on it because going up the lift hill, the sun was like right in yeah, our eyes. Yeah, of course. I just didn't. I thought because you don't see the sunlight when you're in the casino. Have you ridden so, it at night? That's when you no, should ride it. No. Oh, have I? Maybe the first time it was like dusk. I don't know. That's the goods right there, riding it at night. I'm sure, yeah. You see the whole strip and everything? Yeah. Yeah, it's good views, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. Beats you up a bit. Mm. It does. Yeah, but Max didn't go on that because he was in a pissy mood. I was. I was fucking furious. (laughs) And then I was, like, glaring at anyone who dared, like, be having a good time around me, too. Strangers were walking by, guffawing. People were winning near me. Yeah, now you have an idea what it's like for me in Vegas in general. Yeah. Like, what are you fucking <laughs> smiling about? What are you fucking... It's people... This is this annoys me not just in Vegas, but you tend to find that anywhere there are big crowds of people. People who just... Who are walking silently, with or without other people, and they've just got an open mouth grin on their face. Like... <laughs> no, that doesn't bother me. It That's really... Me. I don't know why it annoys <laughs> That's me That's me so when much. I'm walking around. <laughs> no, actually, when you're walking around, especially if you're not interacting with anyone, you're... You actually look kind of paranoid, like, you know, as if there were snipers up in the... I mean, there could very well be. <laughs> <is the thing. laughs> you have a very stern expression on your face. Mm-hmm. No, you see people... I see it at theme parks all the time, where people just walking like... Ooh. That I am, yeah. pisses me off so much. I don't I know why. stern expression on my face. You kind of do, like, closed so mouth, like, eyes quite wide. I'm, like, stomping around. <laughs> eyes quite wide and looking, yeah, like, scanning. 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 I am always scanning, so. that's true. Yeah. Uh, you never know, dude. You need to fucking assess the situation. You do an ocular pat down on the on the casinos. But there wasn't much else going on on the uh, on the Sunday though. You were in a foul mood. Then we well we 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 lost the group at some point. We yeah. went to went to see the statues in Caesar's Palace. The show. Yeah, and I was shitting the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I nice, didn't realize what nice a short show it was. Shat. Yeah, it, it it wasn't a particularly short show. It was a long shit. Oh really? That's what was going on. Yeah, because yeah, you, you I was, went for I your. I was ill. I'd fallen ill as well. That was the other thing. Oh, you had? Yeah, I was. I was telling you. That's why I wanted to go home afterward. Everyone thought it was just because I lost sixty dollars. Oh, you didn't tell me you were you were ill. You were just like I'm. I was like stomach. I, I felt very uh, run down. Like I felt very tired all of a sudden, uh-huh. and then I started feeling stomach things. Oh, but it also resolved itself. Okay, good. Yeah. Well. uh... Okay, so we went... Well, yeah, it was a long shit. But we found the secret to winning at craps, and that's being drunk. For you, yeah. Sitting down already (laughs) drunk at the craps table, 
late in the night when all bets are off, getting the, the energy up, right? And to then I'm like, stupid, stupid bets. No, they were smart bets. Actually, no, they were. They, it was I stupid. Was, a horn bet is always stupid. I never did a you horn bet. You just got lucky. Yeah, I never did, did a horn bet. No, I always do hard ways. Okay, all right. Those are pretty stupid too. No, they're not. They ride. <laughs> they literally ride. They only yeah. end when you seven out. Yeah, but you were doing like, on some hands. I saw you were betting the pass line. So think of it this way, and then betting of, the hard ways. So then you were essentially evening out. You you were just gaining or losing nothing. No. Yeah, oh, sometimes. Some sometimes. Yes. Out. I was like, However, often what? I would be doubling up because, or not doubling up, but I would be making. So, for example, what if one of the numbers that's on the field? It was those field fucking bets. That, that that's what got you through. He's fucking. He's so awesome bitter because I rule the field. I know it's because I have an intuition were about bets. when it's going to come it, up. I have yeah. a sixth sense. Also, yeah, the no, hard ways. But no, what really got me on was the hard ways. But it's like just saying, letting them ride, having five dollars on each hard way, and just letting it ride. Yeah. The most I stand to lose is twenty dollars on one hand. Boo hoo. No, it's like saying next to someone at one of those cheap blackjack tables where they have like those little bonus slots, mm-hmm. and you're oh, like, I always hit those. Right. Yeah. And yeah. You're saying nice to me. You're like, what a fucking idiot. And it's even worse when it actually pays off for them. Yeah. Which it shouldn't do. I got three different hard ways that that one sitting. I got a hard four. I got a hard eight. I think yeah. I got another hard four. Yeah. And it yeah. felt great. And the minute I tried to get, like, finally relent and go, okay, I'm going to do some fields, I fucking lost You it. blew it. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was just good luck on your part and good for you. Yeah. But and we, we were riding the hard way at the craps table, the physical one, too, remember? Uh, we rode that hard yeah. eight, oh, and, yeah. it, and it hit. And then I yeah. got this giant stack of chips, and you're like, how'd you get that? And I was like, because I put five on it instead of fucking one like a coward. Yeah. I was gambling. It's five dollars. You're gonna lose five dollars on the pass line anyway. <laughs> I was trying to be sensible. In fact, I'm but not even gonna ride the pass line anymore. I'm just gonna ride the hard ways <laughs> and just enough. call it twenty dollar bets. Fair enough. Well, you know what? It will. Uh, it will. It will come back to bite you sooner or later. No, There's a reason so. that that's not a recommended strategy. <laughs> well, it did come back to bite me the next afternoon. Although I wasn't riding the hard ways, you know, I was playing yeah. conservatively the next afternoon. That's why I lost. It's because I was just riding the pass line. That's how it gets you, though. That's yeah. how it gets you. Like playing conservatively, you either hit a bad streak and lose, so then you think, "All right, I'm going to bet like an idiot." Yeah. Again. Yeah. And that's how you really lose. I even but, tried. I, there was a last ditch ever because I only put in like forty dollars and it was five dollar mins. I think also, I don't. This can't be true because I was already. You remember when we were at the one with, which was two dollar mins? I was yeah. throwing down five dollars on every hand anyway, mm-hmm. and it was purely because I was drunk and overconfident. Um, but same thing next day when I actually had to put down $5, I felt so much more bitter about it. Like I couldn't go into a slowdown mode as I was losing on the pass line fucking constantly. I couldn't be like, all right, let's put that back down to $2. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you got a few that paid off really well and that kind of carried you. Cause you also lost a lot. That you were and just not having to go to Bacchanal. All over the place. Oh, yeah, not going to Bacchanal. That was good. So you went to the South Point instead. Oh, South and Point that was buffet. nice, dude. $26 for all that food? Yeah. I had like three plates of food all from around the world, dude. I had pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had. Pretty sure it's all from Nevada. <laughs> yeah, dude, I had fucking... I, I, what did I have? I had like a, a... You know, I didn't save room for the, um, the beef bourguignon or whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. No, that's not what it, the beef stroganoff. stroganoff that's what yeah. it was. Yeah, I didn't save room for that, and that looked really good. So I, I did regret that. But I had a prime rib dinner with <laughs> yeah. mashed potatoes and asparagus. It's funny when people talk about that as if it's like a really fancy thing. 
Prime rib? A prime rib dinner. No, it was like the most common thing that places put on special because it's, it's really, so really cheap. easy to yeah buy a really cheap cut of beef and just cut little bits off it. Yeah, that's what's nice. Yeah. Well, hey. I didn't partake in that. In fact, no, I, I think you were, I... you were guarding your stomach with uh, with intensity that whole trip long. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be getting, getting yeah. sick in Vegas. I've done it before. Ugh. It's not fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think... It, I can't. I don't think I ate anywhere except for the Cosmopolitan. The only I thing I just ate there. The only thing that I feel like I really wanted to correct the record on that I feel like you and Brandon is I feel that the um, the bowling situation was heavily misrepresented on the uh, on the show last week. How do you mean? You bowl like an idiot, but you still I, did. I well. bowl like a fucking savant. <laughs> It was the same with your gambling that night. You, you just had Lady Luck was, was sitting on your shoulder that night. Yeah, because you should Lady not Luck. have done well at bowling. I said this to you in front of that gasping Chinese man. I turned to you and I said, "You better fuck me tonight, Sean, because I'm Lady Luck." Hmm. And I I made the table uncomfortable. I don't remember that at all. Apparently, but, blacked out. Yeah, blacked out on my Lacroix. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you blacked out from excitement. No, I, I think I black out a little bit from repetition, though. There, there were there were a lot of uh, Max yelling, arrogant things going on. That, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so they all blended into one. I was on a tear. <laughs> yeah. Especially bit. that night when we were at that crafts table. I was like the most, I was having a great time. Oh, yeah. You were fucking shucking and driving with all the ladies. Oh, yeah. Genevieve or whoever it was. Yeah, what was her No, name? Geneva. It was Geneva. I was, like, yeah. I was like, how do you run into these people? My ladies, my ladies luck are all women with <laughs> yeah. strange G names. If I get it, if I truly meet a Guinevere. And they are called I'm Lady as well. <laughs> That's part of their name. It's Lady Geneva. Yeah, Lady Geneva. Yeah. And yeah. then her annoying friend who... Who fucking kind of cool, ruined it. cooler? Yeah, really. She was yeah. a cooler, dude. So fucking annoying. Yeah, she... John C. Riley is the cooler, isn't that a, wasn't William he? H. Macy? There he is. Close enough. Yeah, it's notorious sad sack. John C. Riley is in Hard Eight, also set in Vegas. Is that so? You not seen? You not seen Hard Eight? Mm-mm. Oh, you probably like it. Is it about craps? Uh, I don't know if much craps is in it. Well, Hard There's Eight gambling in general. Oh, yeah, there is. Sorry, yeah, yeah. There's that, that famous scene with a young, well, younger Philip Seymour Hoffman and Philip Baker Hall arguing over a craps table. Not really arguing, but Philip, Baker, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is like a young kind of douchey frat bro gambler, yeah. and he's rolling, and Philip Baker Hall is a very like stoic and serious gambler. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, they kind of, Philip Seymour Hoffman's kind of berating him mm. in a weird way. You should see it. It's a good scene. He's like, is it wet? Is your pussy wet? Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that from Happiness? I remember, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I said that on mic so people didn't think I just said some random crass thing <laughs> apropos of absolutely nothing. Yeah, that'd be out of character for you. Hey, I'm... You were doing it at the craps table. What was I yelling at the craps table? Um, I don't know. You were threatening to show your... Tits, if you got <laughs> uh, right, you roll a hard eight, and I will show you my tits. Yeah, Geneva. I did do that. And she I was remember. like, "Okay." I also, every time a drink server came by, I would snap at them to get them to come over to the table. Yeah, you were putting your chips in their bras. Yeah, they loved it. They yeah, loved it, they especially the ones the at bottom. Casino Royale, all of whom are like fifty-year-old Filipino women. Yeah, I like that because it's like. A bunch of moms instead of like instead of like it's baddies. You're being waited upon by like maternal figures but stern ones stern but loving you know what i mean 
Yeah, not really. That I, was the lady. I, that was the lady who taught me how to play blackjack. Uh, she was a dealer, and because well, you sat at the table and went, "Hi, I don't know what the rules are. Can you explain them?" Um, they she would just give me. That. She would just give me guidance on when to hit and when to not hit. Oh yeah, they all do that. I think. Yeah, but if she eventually got to a point where I was winning so big, I was winning so fucking much. And I was tipping her out just about every third win that I got. Like, yeah. I'd throw another 5 to $10. Because I was truly making a shit ton of money. Also, because I kept placing those side bets. Right. Um, and so, I, yeah, I turned, like, $40 into 200 something dollars. And so I kept tipping her. And I think she eventually saw that that was the pattern. And she would, like, literally deal it and then do the hand gesture for me. Right. Like, like I wasn't <laughs> even playing anymore. I was just getting drunk with Sabrina. Well, they'll always do that if you have, like, a 20 or a 21. You know, they'll always basically just do it for you. Yeah. You but, know, speaking of which, you uh, you probably could use a little bit of that type of help with the way you play blackjack. I fucking sat next to this guy, folks. I was playing perfect folks. strategy. I just had a very bad streak. <laughs> folks. <laughs> My betting strategy man, was perhaps a bit stupid. Your man, Sean, is, is a big fan of like, I'm going to throw $100 on this hand, and then I'm going to split it, and then I'm going to double split Dude, it. Dude, that was a shame. Because that is exactly what I should have done. It was just very unfortunate. She, she had to get 21 to beat me on that. Yeah, that was crazy. On each hand. Because I had eights, right? So I had a pair of eights, and you split those. And then the you next card I hit... Eights. Yes, you did. <laughs> we you looked it up. We actually looked it up eights. on a table. Yeah, Max knows fucking nothing. <laughs> I know Although how to he win. Came into I know this winning. Like, I know victory. <laughs> he came into this being like, oh, I know a perfect strategy. Yeah, and I then do. When we sat at the blackjack table, I was before Max. I was positioned mm -hmm. before him. And, and when I'm trying to figure out what to do with my hand, he's like, oh, what do I do with this? What do I do with I this? Know for, I know that perfect strategy is a thing that exists, is what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it memorized. <laughs> I just know that mathematically you should hit I or know, stand uh, on I know how to card count. I know that it exists. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I, do, I do know how to card count. <laughs> I don't think you would be any good at it if you don't know a perfect strategy also. No. What's the that's point true. in knowing like, <laughs> Yeah. But um yeah, no I had, so I had bad luck. I split eights and then with the next hit I got another eight, so I had to split again. So that basically means I had three bets. So my bet was already large. But I had to do it. She was showing like a, a four or something. Mm -hmm. That's a bad hand for her. Yeah. So I did. I got 18 Sean, on all of them. you should always assume that the card underneath is a 10. Yeah. So she would have got a 14, and then you hope she'll bust, right? But I beat – I should have beaten her because I got I got lucky. I got 18 on all of them, I think. Or maybe like 16 on one or mm -hmm. 17 on one. Uh, and then she flips it over and fucking straight up to 21. Yeah. That was very bad luck. It was sad. That was very bad luck. It was rough. Sean was yeah. was out of sorts by the end of that trip. Not really. I caught him filleting someone behind the casino to make up for his losses. <laughs> Not at all. I, I didn't even lose all my... Uh, I, I, I allocate a certain amount of money that mm -hmm. I consider lost when I go to Vegas. I take that out yeah. in cash. I didn't even lose all of that. But I did have bad luck with Blackjack. I, I actually, no, on that same night when you, when you were all off... Uh, Maybe at the buffet or something. I, I yeah. went back and uh, I won. Oh, that is right. Yeah, I, I won like, some of it. Back. I think I was. I think I was again shitting because I. I believe that you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I won some of it back. Good. Anyway, but you understand that this kind of talk. The reason Brandon and I didn't go into this is because Brandon and I know what the audience want, and they don't want to listen to us explain how we gambled. What do they want to hear about? You write that off. You say, "Oh yeah, I did pretty well." 
Matt's did okay. pretty well. You're uh, right. We you're lost. right. Cut yeah. that out. Cut that out. Cut all oh, that great. out. What Especially a- the parts about me shit. I don't want that on the mic. Oh, well, but- fuck you. No, you've, you've said it too many times. Okay. We're, we're, Here's what everyone knows about. that you had diarrhea. Here's the. I did not, actually. What did he have? I don't you kept telling me different things. If I didn't have diarrhea, then you what kept did disappearing I have? to the bathroom. You kept disappearing to the bathroom for about ten minutes, yeah. and then saying, uh, "Oh, I wasn't actually shitting, though." So uh, what does that mean? Well, you said constipation, right? Right. Well, that's what you would think, but yes. you were you were shitting because you were like, "My asshole hurts." Okay, I did not say that. Yes, you I did. I would never say something so crass. You did. Well, you may have said it in your Lewis Carroll <laughs> kind of way. Like, no, my real rusty starfish just tingles right, somewhat. Well, not, this is not fucking uh, a jackass the 3D. The fire of the Jabberwocky is certainly speaking, speaking through <laughs> oh, my, my rear. No. no, we're not getting into that. Uh, here, let me get another beer real quick. I, I know what we need to talk about from the Vegas trip. We can start the podcast when I get back. All right. I just lost out on an invitation to buy a PS5, which I've been waiting for for about a year. Finally got the email. Uh, it came about 20 minutes ago while we were talking about Max and his gambling and his bowels. And Yeah, just tried to get it, and uh, no, nope, they're all gone. What are you going to do with that, a PS5? You're going to use it play to watch it Netflix. For, play it for games. Why would I use it to watch Netflix? You don't play... What What PS5 game are you trying to play that you can't play on your PS4? Elden Ring. What's that? Elden Ring is the game I've been playing for like the last four Well, or what five have you months. been playing it on? A PS4. But well, okay. <laughs> with a free upgrade to PS5. You do, do realize that other games are... to PS5? To the PS5 version. But it's the same game. It's not like Elden it's the same Ring game. 2. No, it's the same game, but it's so far you, better quality. Like graphics? Graphics, frame rate, everything, yeah. But also, I want I, a PS5. I feel like I rest my case. Because the question I ask is, what are you going to play on the PS5 that you're not going to play on the PS4? Well, like, What's the exclusive uh, game that you can't get anywhere else? Demon's Souls Remastered, only on PS5. You're playing that, too? I haven't played it yet, because I don't have a PS5. Okay. If I get a PS5, what then I will Demon be able to... Souls? Demon Souls. I, that's what I said. What is Demon Souls? It's another game... What uh, did you think I said? <laughs> it's another game by From Software. Same developers. I'm getting really into those. But that's the only place you can play it. Um, there are other... You've got to realize, other games are going to be coming out on PS5. They're going to stop coming out on PS4. So why wouldn't I get one? I'm skeptical of that. I think you should get a Nintendo Switch. I've got one. Do you really? Yeah, I got it for free. <laughs> yeah, this guy's got it all, man. He's a video gamer. He has two consoles. Yeah. <laughs> Do you play your Switch? Do you enjoy it? Honestly, not really. Hmm. Not that much. I'll buy it off you for $200. Hmm. It's a good bargain. Well... It's $100 more than I'm going to find at retail. $100 less than I'm going to find at retail. Yeah, that's the problem. The games are fucking expensive, and they almost never go on sale. They're like 60 bucks or something. Yeah, like. even if they're old. Even if they're from, you know, hey, five, you know six what? years ago. Fucking, I actually was just at Target, and I saw the new Mario Kart, Mario Kart 8, on sale for $40. I've got that. I'll tell you, it's not worth $40. I don't think that would be they're a game. not very that, good. That would not they, be the one that I would purchase. Yeah. Oh, no, joke's on you. I had a great time playing the Switch last night. I played with Meg and David, and we played Mario Party. Yeah, if, look, if you play with other people, yeah. then that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Mario Kart, I'm not playing solos. That's why I wouldn't buy it. Yeah, but the thing is, I only ever play it on my own. I'm paying $200, cool. probably 260 at the end of the day, to play exactly one game. And that's Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I haven't got that yet because it's too expensive. <laughs> I, I I spent 
my budget for I was like, all right, well, I got the Switch for free. That's great. So I can spend up to the amount I would have paid for a Switch on games. Mm-hmm. That seemed fair to me. Um, so I got Zelda Breath of the Wild. That was the one I really mm-hmm. wanted to play. Because yeah. I was a big Zelda fan when I was young. I loved Ocarina of Time. And everyone's mm-hmm. saying Breath of the Wild is, you know, the best game of all time. Yeah. A lot of people are saying no, that. No, I'm excited to play that. It's kind of shite. I don't no, like it. I don't like it don't, that much. It's too open world for you. It's not that it's too open world. It scares fucking, you. I, I, <laughs> you're, you're intimidated by how open the world is. No, if anything, it's the, the a lot of the world is pretty empty and pretty repetitive. Well, you know like the I, enemies are very dull to fight. You know what I was playing on uh, on Meg's Switch last night before they popped in Mario Party. I just opened it up. I saw that. It also appears that the Switch is like you just download the games onto it. Yes. That's really cool. Yeah. You don't have to like change discs. No, but that's been the same with like every console for ages, Max. That's not true. I, when I play Crash Bandicoot on my PS4, I have to put the disc in. That's because you bought it on disc, but you could have bought it digitally too. I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I, I prefer buying discs because, first of all, you can resell them and lend them to other people. Mm-hmm. And secondly, you actually own them. Whereas there is Wait, so something when I go to in Target the ter- and the- I see, can you please? Oh, go ahead. There is something <laughs> in the terms and conditions. This would never happen with Brandon. Um, something in the terms and conditions which states that essentially you're buying a license to the game. You're not exactly owning it. Mm. So I prefer getting them on disc when I can, mm. even if it's a bit old fashioned. But Nintendo Switch, nah. You can buy like I think it's a memory card when you buy them in the store. You buy like a little SD card or something. Yeah. But that would be a pain in the ass trying to. That's what I was going to say. I didn't out. even think about that. Because, yeah, when you go to Target, you get there's like these little tiny boxes that have like the cover and stuff. I think it's SD cards. Yeah. That's fun. Nah, I wouldn't want to use that. Well, what I was playing on hers was uh, Minecraft, which I've never played before. <laughs> and holy shit, I could see myself getting real into that. Oh, really? Oh, it's so fun. I've never. You can do anything. I've never tried it that much. but You can do my... anything in it. Yeah. <laughs> you make it sound like fucking hostile. No limits fun. <laughs> yeah, the you can fun was anything. unlimited. <laughs> anything you want. Yeah. It's uh yeah, it's mega wolves. Yeah. Well you could get that on your on your computer. I Minecraft guess that's is- true. I do have a pretty overly I have a pretty OP gaming <laughs> computer that I never used for anything no, because more than bought it to impress his girlfriend yeah, at the you're time. Right. You're right. Like, My girlfriend's a gamer. I'm a gamer now. No, I wasn't no Google, it wasn't that. It's Google, that I wanted to play Google's games. Best gaming PC. <laughs> I wanted under to play $10. games with her. Not considering yeah. the fact that she just basically lived with me. So when the hell were we going to play computer games with each other? Right, and she only plays like fucking Jackbox or whatever. No, She's not like she, a serious she used gamer. to play more. Not a serious gamer. Well, no, this is before she started dating me. She was. What was she playing, though? Oh, she was playing it all. Roblox. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is Roblox again? Pokemon Go. Yeah, she was playing uh, serious Pokemon gamer. Go. She's playing Candy Crush. Yeah, <laughs> she was. By the way, holy hell, that was a weird addiction phase with Libby. Where like every time I turned my back, she'd be hitting Candy Crush again. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't fuck with those mobile games. Mm. That's bad. Designed to addict. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think she ever spent money on it. I found, actually, I did try Candy Crush when it first came out and everyone was going on about it. I found it really boring. It's just like Bejeweled, right? Yeah. Yeah, or... I mean, they're basically all Tetris, right? Essentially. No, it's not quite like Tetris. It's more like moving the individual pieces around so that they break. Yeah. You're not trying to... But they're all... The, it's the same DNA. Like, to me, yeah. I, would, I would just choose Tetris, really. But I don't because... That I would, would argue uh, Tetris is harder. 
Yeah. Like significantly harder. Yeah, which I like. You know. Yeah. Well, you're a gamer. Um, I'm more you of like, a gamer. You I, like Tetris. More of a gamer than anyone else at this table, I think. Yeah. Even than, though I don't, I don't consider I? myself. Oh, sir. I have beaten, <laughs> have I have seen beaten my Elden computer? Ring. <laughs> I have beaten Elden Ring twice. I think that makes me... And one time with no assistance. No assistance, you no say? No assistance. Who, yeah. What does assistance mean? Like a cheat code? In that game... Well, in Elden Ring specifically, you can summon, like, n- non-player characters. Uh constantly so uh you, you get like these little spirits and they're each different characters right and you can summon them to help you with bosses or difficult bits or you can summon other players like other players who are online you can summon them to come and help you uh the game is designed around that so it's not cheating but you know if you're really hardcore you want to use that and that's what i did the second time around and i beat it pretty proud yeah you asked the question. I gave you the answer. <laughs> and now you're looking at me like, oh, here he goes. Mm, what a boring idiot. Yeah, all right. Let's 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 talk more about your crap strategies. How about that? <laughs> He's had it. He's done. I miss Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, miss Brandon. This Brandon would, would never. Be, okay, let me try to channel. The way Brandon tried to channel me, let me try to channel Brandon on this one. Yeah, so if ahead. you came to Brandon and you talked to him about... Uh, Dark Souls strategies or whatever. I didn't. Or, you asked me a question. I'm saying. I'm saying. Okay. So if Brandon asked about that, you I, said, "Oh, I you can feel, get assistance," and I went, "Yeah." I feel, here's how though, you do it. I feel as though his follow up would be one of two things. It would either be something akin to like, you know, the thing about assistance is um, they're not doing it anymore because uh, in uh, Korea they don't like that. Uh, there's actually this really interesting game. It's like it's going to be something that he's really weirdly meticulously researched on. No. He or would, he, he probably would have just said either, yeah, I'm not really into like that kind of game. Not really or he would have said, or, I know exactly what he said. Was just, yeah, you should just get VR. Oh, well, yeah. VR, that VR probably, is the future of what's, uh, what's going to happen there. That probably would come up. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I know my I know my big B. Moving on, what have you been? Big what have you been? Sleaze. What have you been doing since you came back from Vegas? Well, like? there's something I wanted to talk about that happened in Vegas that really opened my. I was a. It was an oddly introspective trip for me. Ayahuasca. Yes, because I realized that I'm a uh, ayahuasca. Fiend. I've always considered myself a a person of principle, but I don't think I am anymore. I don't think I know what principle is. What are you talking because about? Because I was surrounded by a lot of men that that trip. That seemed to have a lot of principles what? that were like this thing. They had just like a strong opinion on this thing, and they were willing to argue it. What? What? When? Well, are you just talking about me? No, not you at I've all. Always been like that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, you were one of them. Okay, but you, Brandon and David, same thing. They're both exactly like they've like made up their mind about something, and they're just like that's just like that's how that is. Did I miss all these conversations? Well, no, you were perfect to one, in fact, and it was, you know, it was a matter of a, a of a bowling ball and whether or not it would be rules appropriate for that bowling ball to change hands between multiple players <laughs> within oh. the course of well, a single we're game. the only people who, uh, sorry, uh, we, we, no one else cares about that rule. It was just, it was just one person. Well, no, but that's what was so funny about it is that he was so principled on this subject. So it was Brandon's dad. Uh, comes in and is like, oh, you each have to select. You, yeah, your own you guys ball can't. You guys you can't exchange the balls. Yeah. Now, when I hear something like that, especially coming from an older gentleman, I'm like, you got it. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what harm does it do? Then I turn around and I see David. <laughs> 
<laughs> arguing back oh, really? with, with all the ferocity he could muster about why he should just that he should not have to do that. Oh, I didn't and see that. Explain to him why he should have to do that. <laughs> And 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 Randy just simply not responding, but still insisting. Like he's just like, no, you can't. You guys can't share a ball. And he's like, yeah. well, yes, we can. Of course we can. Why well, can't we? He's like, we all did. No, you can't. It yeah. was just the funniest thing to me to see David. Like really, like this was the hill he was ready to die on. <laughs> was this crazy bowling ball thing? Yeah, I mean, I like like everyone else, just kind of went, "All right, you got it, mate." And then, yeah, we all we all shared because there weren't that many bowling balls available, and we all were kind of a lot of us were similarish builds, probably needed the same kind of ball, so mm-hmm. we all just kind of shared them. And also, yeah. you like to switch sometimes, like David, both David and I fucked up our wrists really bad. <laughs> yeah, so I needed to switch to a improper technique. Yeah, I Have guess you tried so. uh, walking up. Walking up and dropping it and hoping for the best. Hoping? <laughs> <laughs> I got like three strikes that night. I know. I know. But they, awesome. but they shouldn't have happened. <laughs> People say that. I'm like, all right, maybe that's true. I was doing well the first game. No, the you lost second the second game, game, I actually won. Out of our, yeah, out of our, um, yes. our little group. Yeah, our yeah. group of four. The second, no, the first game, you, you lost. You can't last. Brandon B. I didn't come last. Yes, you did. Did I? In the first game, yeah. Oh, you're right. No, because Brandon beat me mentally because he kept giving me a bunch of wisdom that was hurting my <laughs> natural game because I was starting really strong and everyone – because we came in and everyone was like – I was asking, I think, very reasonable questions about how bowling is played. I mean, and, they were reasonable if you're like five. And, and I didn't realize that I was before. hanging out with a fucking bowling league because everyone seemed to know everything about bowling. It's not hard to know. Like, th- th- you no, get you know two- what? You're right. They are reasonable questions when you're five because that's when you should be playing bowling is when you're five. And you should stop when you're seven, yeah. which is what I and the rest of the world did. And I just happened to be Too with a bunch of it. bowling enthusiasts. Well, you certainly bowl like a five-year-old, so <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I was watching these guys do the fucking, like, kick the leg out behind them. All of it. What? You mean bowl? Like, no? Yeah. Oh, my God. The technique on these guys. Although, I will say, then I started judging the next lane over's technique. Oh, well, that was crazy. <laughs> that was something else. They were psychotic. It was aggressive. Really? They would truly pick it up like as if they were holding a watermelon from the grocery store. Yeah. Fingers not in the holes. Throw it as if they were like, in a battle throwing, you know, <laughs> like throwing a cannonball. Yeah. So it would arch through the air and smash down onto the lane about halfway through. It was loud. It was loud and terrifying. Yeah. And and quite often you were paired up with the more aggressive of the two of them. Yes. Like, so you'd yes. be up there sort of at the same time. Yeah, and I'd kind of just see, wait. Max's, c- c- compare and contrast, Max's style, yeah. shall we call it? My technique. <laughs> Max's technique, and then this like fucking behemoth throwing yeah. a... Yeah, it looked like Dark 16, Souls. 16, size 16. <laughs> it looks like ball. he was hanging out in the fucking pits of Azeroth or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pits of Azeroth. Isn't Azeroth a uh, biblical name for a demon? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The pits of yeah. He a looked like he demon. looked like a like a scary like uh, yeah. like a like a boss level in a video game. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he he was, and then his mate was like skinnier, mm-hmm. but equally aggressive. That was just their style. 
Yeah, that was but, how they learned to bowl. Yeah, now the thing is, I've seen people, uh, like, apparently recently, one of the best ranked bowlers in the US, like, he uses two hands. That's awesome. Kind of throws it very oddly. That's so awesome. And I think that's, I'm assuming that's what they were kind of going for. Maybe they knew that. Mm-hmm. But you would assume someone with a strange technique probably really knows what they're doing. They, they, they were sucked. Did you watch them? They sucked. Yeah, they were terrible. They were constantly, even though they threw it that heavily, they were not going to hit one my or two pins, pins at one point. Because <laughs> I thought the ball was going to fucking bounce like a basketball when oh, they, when they hit what? it. Maybe that's why you accidentally did well, was that the vibrations from them <laughs> dropping and flip, <laughs> flinging that ball was, was actually loosening. knocking down your pins. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that might have been it. Yeah, no, maybe. honestly, Brandon gave me only one piece of advice that worked, which is to aim a little bit to the right as opposed to to the center. And I would always correct it to the yeah. center. Um, and, and I'm telling you. With Other right than that, all of his advice was total shit, <laughs> and it ruined my game. And I'm not taking advice because he fucking lost. He, yeah, he was surprisingly terrible, quite, quite poor. Because yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm not a good bowler at all. I don't think. But no, I agree. I beat you. I beat him. Well, I beat you the first time. <laughs> I got 117. I think I might need to start looking into like professional. Oh, yeah, you go ahead. Leagues. Go ahead. What are they hitting? 200s? I could get there. Uh, a little more practice? At least. I mean, generally, they aim Highland for a Park. strike every time, and quite often they get that. We should go to Highland Park and bowl in that steampunk bowling alley. Nah, I'm all right. The fuck? I'm all right. I don't want to go Fucking that now, far. of all times. Go to Highland Park to bowl. There are bowling alleys right here. Yeah, but that one's all, like, steampunk. Yeah. That's fun. You uh, love that stuff. Oh, boy. Is Brandon working today? You just gonna call him after this. You don't even yeah. need to record it anymore. You just need a fix. <laughs> you need a fix of the gentle Brandon Slezak. Oh, uh, that was so nice. Hey man. I'm out here for One of our least popular episodes though. Stats wise. I think when of people course. realized you weren't on it, yeah. they, they just tuned out. Yeah, why wouldn't they? You got your fan base. That'd be like me doing one without you. Yeah, no, they I think both. that would no, I think that would do pretty well. And the reason for that is that I think a lot of the people who end up listening are people who've been in shows with you. Whereas mm. I am not a particularly social person at all. I don't draw them in. I see. Whereas you know, I mean, I still look at, whenever I look at the stats, I always see that Parliament episode still going up. You know, you know, still, we may have a lead. on People that. are still listening to that Parliament no. episode because you talk about them. I, you know what? We may have a lead on that. What do you mean? It might not be them. Wait, who is it then? FBI. I, I have a reliable source that says it's the good man George Lozano. What, just listening to it over and over again? I have a reliable source that tells me that. He has not listened to it over a hundred times. It's, it's according to him, he listens to it all the time. He says it's his just favorite. Just that one. He says it's his favorite episode. But why? I don't know. Out of all the, the great content just said he just, he just said he likes it. I mean, fair enough, but it's not something you listen to more than once. I, I listen thought. to it a lot, but that's that's for obvious oh, reasons. Oh, God, is that... Fucking Christ, is that why... What? That's why the stats have been... So Max is just listening to it on repeat. Listening to himself talk about a show that he wrote uh-huh. and he starred in. Oh, yeah. And during the course of this episode, he also recites one of his... Mm-hmm. <laughs> one of his screeds from it. Oh, you know what? Meg does pull that up a lot. To try to listen to it, so that might be another factor. I think it only counts as a listen if you've listened to more than three consecutive minutes or something like that. So maybe, maybe. 
I knew when you stopped talking that I was going to catch some kind of shit when I looked back. I thought you stopped because of the plane or the helicopter. Oh, no. Was. I was just scratching my head. Oh, no. You actually did just stop entirely. <laughs> I was scratching my head. I thought you at least head. had a reason for it because the helicopter went Well, past. I guess it seemed like a good opportunity. Maybe that was subconsciously what I was doing. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. All right. So what, what else is going on then? You've, you've been in rehearsals for a show. Oh, that's something we can talk about. Holy shit. Well, can we talk about it that much? Yeah, we can. It's cursed. Oh, really? This show is cursed. How come? Well, I don't know if you know this or not. It was supposed to open last weekend. Like, it was supposed to have opened this last Friday. Oh, I didn't know that. No. 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 We have we have had to cancel three dates now. Why? Well, we had an actor who was playing a very significant role who just kind of unceremoniously dropped the show the day before we were supposed to open. Oh, boy. And, you know? That's happened to you before with that theory, hasn't it? Yeah, or someone was it in hand? Maybe no, never. in hand. Someone dropped out last minute. Oh yeah, and honestly, that's even something that I'm like that. Could, that could have been repl- like an immersive show. You can work around it, sort of. Yeah, a scripted show, not so much. You know, right? So someone dropped out. Yeah, so and that- so we've now had to take these. It's been a crazy rehearsal schedule. With Brandon's bachelor party stuck in the middle of it. So everyone's had a difficult time getting off book. The rehearsal schedule, which we were trying as an experiment, has proven to not be efficacious. What's that schedule? It's Mondays through Thursdays, 2 to 6 p.m. So no one has jobs. Uh, Correct. Or if they (laughs) have them, they're like in the morning or whatever. That was like the attempt was he was like, what if we tried doing a daytime rehearsal so it's people without day jobs or like people who work at bars or restaurants or whatever at night or right. or what have you. And we gave it a go. And then we did it in that block scheduling. And people had a difficult time getting off book because you, the lines don't have time to like foment. And you get home and you're like tired. Like, yeah. if, like, if, like if you're me, it's like you get home, you might get to run a few lines, but your brain's kind of tired already. Then you wake up in the morning and you go to work. And then right after work, you go to rehearsal. And so I not, and then on the weekend that the prime weekend to memorize the lines, I'm in Las Vegas for a bachelor party. Yeah, you weren't uh, memorizing lines while you were there either. I was not. David was. It would be funny if the whole weekend everything you'd said was actually in the script. That would be funny. That would be a great bit to do. Go on a bachelor weekend and just try and work in every single line in the script and say nothing else. That would be a good way of memorizing your lines as well. Well, the good news is. We found a replacement actor. She's fantastic. We've worked with her before. Ayanda. She was in The Rage Fairy. Which I did not see. Well, she was in it, and it was good. Yeah. Uh, and so she she's stepping in in that role. I consider it a, an improvement in okay. casting. And now we got this next week, and we're coming back on Friday, bigger and better than ever. Coming in strong. So, folks, come to the Lindley Theater this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday for the opening weekend, what was supposed to be the second weekend of Future Court, the Bindi Lipton Massacre. Yeah. Which I've already seen. As have I. I'm assuming it's the same exact show, pretty much, just different actors. Different actors, different blocking. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, rewritten. Uh, But David's not in it this time. Yes, he is. Oh, he is? Different character? Yes. Okay. Because he was playing the, that Bindi the, Lipton will be played by the powerful 
Ian, Ian Michaels. Michaels. I know. I saw the uh, promotional image. Yes. Which is incredibly pixelated, by the way, David. you got to sort that out. He, I believe that is a stylistic choice. Oh, no. It, uh, no, that doesn't read at all. I it looks didn't like, think it exactly read either. It looks like uh, the wrong dimensions were used and it was blown up from a low quality source. Yeah. I, but that was that was a that was a pixel choice. I mean, oh. that was a stylistic choice. That's a big mistake, David. Well, I'll send him your feedback. I'm sure he'll be happy to hear. I that. will. <laughs> I'll, I'll draft a postcard to the Chevy Theater. Yeah, a postcard. Let them know. I said the Chevy. The show's at the Lindley. Oh, f- fuck! I'm sorry. I'm assuming I mean, business operations have run out of the Sherry. That's true. Yes. I, if you want to reach David, go we'll to the reach Sherry. him by mailing the Sherry. Yeah. Um, There's no security cameras. None. You can do whatever you want. You can do anything. It's like, there. It's like Minecraft in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. So, so you that's got what's that going on up. there. That's coming up. Should Did, be good. I'll be playing Michaela Slezak's character. Excuse me. Um, the prosecuting attorney. I, yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't remember Michaela being in it. I don't. It's been a while. When was when was the last time it was on? Like three oh, years 20, ago, at least. Yeah. Twenty eighteen or so. Twenty nineteen. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. And. Did you see Zombie Joe's one-man show? I missed it. I certainly did. Oh, uh, yeah. It I was fantastic. It. Oh, well, that's good to know. You'll be, you may be shocked to learn, but it was... It was I didn't know what to expect from it. It was fantastic. It was immerse, it's immersive. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. In what sense? It's about 10 people at a time. We were actually in a smaller group than that. We maybe had six people. Okay. So six or seven people. It's... Um, you walk in. He does a scene in the lobby... He does a scene in the theater. He does a scene in the bathroom. Well, let's, exp- let's explain. So it's Zombie Joe mm-hmm. himself. The one-man show. Doing a one-man show. But I didn't realize it was immersive. Um, yeah. And he hasn't acted in anything for many, many years. No. Except, I will have you know, except for Santu Deliria. He acted in Santu Deliria? One night, yep. One night, one night, our toilet girl uh, was unavailable all of a sudden. I can't remember why. I think she got ill. And instead of either canceling the show or trying to find another actress to do it, I just said, well, Zombie's going to be there anyway. Why don't I just get him in to do it? So I just had him in the bathroom, give him no dialogue, no nothing. I just said, be yourself. Mm-hmm. Just be yourself like you are when you meet people outside of a show. Uh be self-aware. Let's let's be meta. You know, just say that you're trying to clean up the bathroom mm-hmm. because you know those Santu guys keep making a mess. Talk about how the show sucks. Like, do, do mm-hmm. whatever you want. Do whatever comes naturally to you. But just be zombie in a confined space in the dark, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know anyone who specifically saw that version of it because um, it was only one night. I thought that was also. I thought that was something you just wanted to do. I didn't think that was something you ever actually did. No, Colin and I, I think Colin and I had been sorry. I think Colin. Uh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think Juggy and I. You're like, hold on, let me try that again. I think Colin and Juggy. <laughs> fuck, wrong person. <laughs> I think Juggy and I had uh, joked about it uh, in the past, and then when the opportunity came up because our our actress dropped out for the night, um, we just asked him to do it, and he did. And apparently he was like he was very kind of apprehensive about it. He was like, oh, "Well, I don't know. Like, I'm not going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be scary. I haven't acted in a while." And I was like, "Don't worry about being scary. Don't worry about acting. Just be exactly as you would be out front 
Except now you're in the bathroom. Yeah. That's all. And apparently he did it, and he'd end up, apparently he was like stroking people's faces and singing Bjork. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I That's think he did stuff. a... Well, let me tell you, him having act, him acting, it, it, was, it was really enlightening to watch him perform because he is truly, he truly practices what he preaches. Like all of that sort of zombie Joe style acting with yeah. the hands and the big eyes and stuff, he does it all. And he actually does it quite well. Like it, it made me realize that working at Zombie Joe's is almost like a highly specialized acting school because you're you're just basically imitating his personal acting style, right? Because everything was exactly like what it's all very physical. It was all very hyper exaggerated. It was like that that kind of mo- that technique he does of like finding a random word in the monologue and like emphasizing it or mispronouncing it or mm. you know doing something like that just those weird little quirks that he throws into everything right like he like at one point you'd see like instead of like saying neck he would be like oh you know it bit me in the neck and like you know things like that but he was really good he was intense he was focused the whole time but what was that what was the the idea of it it was um you know it was a zombie joe piece so it was very abstract uh i could like give you the walkthrough uh, I don't know if I want to do that because he – I mean he I missed re- it. He might remount it. Yeah, I missed it because one week, opening weekend we were in mm-hmm. Vegas and then the next weekend, which was the last weekend, uh, I, had, I had my daughter. So yeah, yeah I'm hoping that he'll – She might have liked it. <laughs> I'm hoping that he'll bring it back in some way. So maybe – actually, yeah, maybe don't walk for it just in case. I'd well, I'll just say this. It was, uh, it was intensely uh, personal. And intensely vulnerable. It was very serious. Like yeah. it wasn't. Uh, it was. He didn't phone it in, which is, I think, maybe what I thought was gonna. I thought he was like gonna be up there, kind of fucking around, improvising. But everything was scripted and very rehearsed. I think he's been planning it for a long time. Yeah, uh, before COVID, even I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it yeah, it made sense. Really great. Uh, I'll just say this: really, really good bathroom scene. <laughs> I'm serious. Better than Jam and Scotty. Oh. Uh, well, I didn't think. Oh, yeah. You didn't do zombie in the bathroom, though. He might have been better in Santa than he was in this. That's, you know? You don't know because you never, you never saw it. And that's the best place that to one. be. Yeah. As a creator, that's the best place to be. If someone didn't see something. <laughs> yeah, like it was all it was incredible. Yeah. You know, uh, I just went to the restroom, and I got to tell you, this is you know, this is a slow going episode. More bowel chat here? No, no, no. Uh, I didn't realize that I was in a uh, a wacky house of tricks, similar to the mystery spot in Santa Cruz, California. Are you aware that in this home that we're broadcasting from, the hot and cold are reversed on the sink when you turn Not the faucet toward the red. It gets cold, and when you turn it toward the blue, it gets hot. Oh, it must just be that thing. Yeah. I don't know. I don't I never use that bathroom. such a thing. Uh, it's just wired up wrong. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's all. Okay. Fun. Um, gala apples. Yeah, Matt saw some gala apples and said he wanted to talk about those on the podcast. So here uh, we go. Yeah, what do you, what's your favorite Strap apple? Strap in. Have you had the pink lady? Yeah. That's the best apple. I prefer the reddest reddest possible apples. Yeah, like the red delicious? Yeah. Jazz what? apples. Jazz apples are all right. Jazz apples are good. They're tart. They're crispy. A red apple is... A red delicious is fucking mealy. It tastes like sand. Mm. 
Maybe you've just been getting bad ones. No. What do you like? They aren't they not even supposed to be eaten anymore? I have no idea. Haven't they I been keep up? With haven't they been reassigned on R slash apples as like a cooking apple only? R slash apples, where every day they have to field posts about the new iPad. <laughs> That's fun. That was a good go little to, joke. Do you go to Repticon in Pasadena? What or whatever it was the the, the reptile show? What fucking no? Like a, I, I didn't there's even a convention know this on. Yeah, you, you, you go a reptile there. convention. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. I mean, I wasn't there. Where the fuck? Did but this I've been come seeing from? a lot. Of, what do you mean? You were talking about apples. <laughs> yeah. Now you're talking about reptiles. A, a reptile convention, no less. Yeah. What did make me think of that? I don't know. I'll follow you wherever you're going. Go on. Um, yeah, I've been seeing a lot of images being posted from inside of there. A lot of my friends went to to it. And uh, who are your friends that are going to a reptile convention in Pasadena? Um, Guinevere, Kaylin from uh, Hand, Jenna from Parliament, Camille. Oh, Max is just naming people so that we'll get more listens on this episode. <laughs> yeah, I'm tag. I'm That's kind of personally you're basically tagging them. them. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, Genevieve was not there. I don't think Genevieve uh, uh, cares much for reptiles. Uh, she's all about the marsupials. No, that's me. The thylacine. Actually, Genevieve is getting a cat. Well, that's not a reptile or a marsupial. I know. Just a cat. All right. So she's getting a cat. Well, no, no, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the <laughs> reptile farm. So okay, I, I like they they post in these pictures in there, and I I feel bad for these fucking animals. Like it's it, it appears to be a convention where any old psycho can walk in, swap twenty bucks on the spot, and just like walk away with a snake. <laughs> and like I don't I don't know if it should be like as regulated as like a gun, but you know it's a living animal. <laughs> should be shouldn't there be some sort of that's kind of how process pet stores work as well. Like I guess you're right. And, I mean, yeah. I guess you how can't does anyone just, get a snake? So you could just walk away with like a hamster, and they don't even like. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, now that I'm thinking about it, like I don't think there's any law against buying one and then instantly killing it either. Yeah, I think you could buy a hamster at a pet store yeah. and then just instantly smash it on the ground in front of them. And the only <laughs> the only recourse they would have, yeah, is it's like, oh, you've made a mess in our store. Yeah, exactly. Like, please clean it up. Yeah, well, no, or I'm no, not, they wouldn't even I'm say that. Gonna. They would just be like, don't do that. Yeah, please, sir. Please. Oh no, not again. <laughs> this guy again. We can't ban him. He's within his rights. Some sixteen-year-old uh, employee just being like. Ugh. I didn't go to high school for this. The ca- the hamster guy came back again today. This he does it daily. Smashing hamsters. I don't know why we keep handing it to $20 him. $20 a day habit. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people smoke cigarettes. Some yeah. people smash hamsters on the ground. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got to tell you, man, I fucking... I would assume people who are going to a reptile convention and buying a snake, they'll probably collect them. They probably already have a setup, I would imagine. Yeah, you're probably right. I just, I just, I, I think I didn't like the way they were being stored because it looked like a candy shop, like a pick and mix, as you would say. It was like those type of clear plastic things with just a door on them, yeah. and inside is just like a boa constrictor. Oh, uh, really? Just kind of curled up. Yeah. Well, I guess you would do that for traveling. There were these giant crabs. Yeah. They were like fighting each other in there. Mm. It looked a little. It looked a little fucked up. It looked like a wet market. Like I could. Like it could easily be eating any of these things. Yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like the vibe. I wouldn't like it either. I want to see him in. I want to see him in nice exhibits. Yeah, taken care of. I don't want to know they're comfortable. It'd be nice to see them in the wild, honestly. It's just it's just weird that like someone's job is hawking snakes. Yeah, then again, I don't understand why you would want a snake as a pet anyway. I just I, I don't get the appeal. I know similar people are. I don't think people about... consider. Here's my theory. Okay. I don't think people consider exotics pets. I think they consider them a hobby. Yeah. Like okay. having fish. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair but enough. maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe there are people who feel insanely bonded to their fucking bearded dragon. Couldn't be I me. I don't know. I don't know. That's too much effort for, for me. I wouldn't want a pet like that. They're a lot of work. Yeah. Well, actually, have you seen... I don't know if you follow a lot of this type of content on the internet like I do, but the people who make the... Uh, bio tanks like they make these really oh, complex Je- ecosystems just sabine and- was talking about that yeah did she cool get you, uh, fuck. did they get you on <laughs> <laughs> just no. just sabine was talking about that did is, is that how you got onto it no um it was uh i just followed a probably my guess is if this is popping up this must be a thing that i I discovered like everyone else because it's i'm i saw it on tiktok i guess it's a new thing then yeah i follow this this uh this hot girl who keeps lizards and reptiles and stuff on her and on her instagram and her tiktok and so i just that's what i've just been learning everything from I've, yeah, I'm noticing that with something else as well. Have you noticed a lot of people just talking about microplastics now? As if that was always a thing that we, we talked about. They're, they're, they're talking about it the same way that you would talk about like trans asbestos fats. or something. You know, oh. where it's like, a huh, enjoy all the microplastics. Like, wait, what? I have only started hearing this in the last year, where now like you can't drink bottled water because you'll get microplastics. Yeah, I, I, well, I, what I've been seeing is I've been seeing people before. posting about microplastics. Ironically, people are oh. people are really into jokes about like, oh, me filled with microplastics, vibing. I don't know, fucking. You know, oh, I don't know. Maybe the maybe there's something more to it then. But I've been just seeing that word. I'd never heard that word before, and mm. then I've been seeing it all over the place. But it's not like what what's that phenomenon where you learn about something and then you start hearing it? It's not oh, that. I know yeah. I haven't seen that word before. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really know what that is either. I know that there's a name for it. Yeah. 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 Should we just stop the podcast, do you think? No. We're going. We Not, gotta, no, I don't mean just stop this one. I mean just stop in general. Well, Have you maybe. been thinking about that? Maybe. I don't I've know. I've been thinking about that a lot. No, you haven't. I you, have. We yeah, get in these ruts. No, I've been thinking about it a lot because, well, first of all, we're out. You know, we're out of shit. I know. Secondly, I'm about we don't to start spend, a new job. We don't spend any time with each other other than podcasting, really. Hmm. So we don't really know each other anymore. <laughs> I don't find that to be and true. And then when you know when when we do get a moment where we're not podcasting and we are just together, like in Vegas, for instance. Uh, yeah, we we also just don't really get on anymore. <laughs> what do you what What do you mean? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> We had a great weekend. We don't even like each other. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> he's, he's lashing out again. <laughs> no, 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 but there's truth to it. There's truth to it. I've been saying for a, a long time, like, Max, we need to hang out. We need to do something, like go for lunch or whatever else mm-hmm. without the podcast looming over us, mm-hmm. without feeling the need to maximize our time by recording. Mm-hmm. Because hey, you know, uh, this is I exactly like to, what I thought would happen. For the record, I will say this: I did not. I was not the one who advocated for the Zoom to be brought to Las, Las Vegas. 
That was a you and Brandon decision. Yeah. Yeah, because it's the sensible thing to do. If you have a podcast and you're going to be in a different city, no less a city that oh, but you've I mean, talked that could about have been a, a whole That could ton. have been a whole outing where the podcast wasn't even thought about. Uh, it could have been, but I think you would agree that would have been a waste because you've talked about Vegas so much on the podcast since the very early days. That's true. And, and then when then we were in we're Vegas, going. I just rehashed all those old stories. Yeah. We well, should release that episode, by the way. No. Oh, it, it was it was bad. It was really bad. I'm not sure this one's going to be gonna much say, better. I was going to say, I feel like you're, you're going to have a real uh, choice to make. I know, but that's why I'm saying maybe, uh, if not if not end it completely, at least take like an extended hiatus, but not from each other, In which during which time we still see each other. Well, but you're coming we, out a lot more lately, so that's been nice. Yeah. So an extended hiatus in which we still see each other and try and determine where we stand. We might realize we don't really like each other anymore. I don't think that's true. Maybe you'll realize that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, either, either or, either one of us. Oh. Well, you've kind of got your new, uh, you know, your new group of mates now. Who I don't... these are the same mates. No, no, the the you know all the all the new theater people. I don't want to make the effort to get to know anyone there. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not involved there. Not you know, well, who are you trying to get to know? Nobody. Okay. I'm not trying to get to know anyone, but, right. that, but that's my point. It's just like, okay, well, you're, maybe you're, in the process, you're in the cutting process. I'm sort of settled. Yeah, I'm right. sort of settled. I'm uh, like, right, here, you're here seeing, are my You're seeing friends. who's going. <laughs> you're like, maybe we cut some of these friends instead of acquiring new ones. No, I'm not, not trying to cut anyone, but uh, yeah, no, that, that might be something we determine <laughs> over the course of our hiatus. But I think it is a good idea to take a hiatus because I got nothing else to offer mm. this podcast, really. Hmm. What do you think? Well, what do you think an about that? It's an interesting thought. <laughs> uh, a thought experiment. I don't know that I. I don't know that I think it's the best. I think that we had a banger of an episode just a few weeks oh, ago. Oh, me and Brandon. Oh, yeah. no, no. <laughs> I liked that one. I thought it was good. It was good. It <laughs> was good. We I, I listened form. to it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, there's that one, and then the one right before that was awesome too. You say that, but I disagree. I got multiple comments. All See, this Meg. is the other All thing. I think. Meg. I think you're also <laughs> falling into despair because you don't you don't talk to you don't get the feedback that I get. No, but I, everyone, I don't. Sean, I say this without any irony whatsoever. <laughs> everyone, everyone in the loves world this loves show. <laughs> no, but like I was saying, they love the Parliament episode because they're talked about in it. It's not this. When people, we're just I, talking, I think you are when we're mistaken. talking about grammar for half an hour. People, people are it. not like, oh yes, folks. They're, they're not. They're not pulling up at their destination and sitting in the car with the engine on to listen to more of us talking about the tenses. Folks, listen. Don't. Help him out. He's clearly going this through something. You, you he's, talk he's, to so you, Justin. You talk. Justin. To, you Justin talk was directly. just popping up in the Discord the other day. He was to correct us about some kind of a. No, he was telling us that he wrote the back cover to Satin Tongo. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Nate is still listening. That was great, but that was in the Discord, which has a maximum of like four active members. <laughs> well, that is that true. is not. We the don't podcast. advertise that much. <laughs> no, we don't. We stop that. We should. We should. We should bring that back. Maybe you'd feel. Maybe you'd have more fun. I like we... talking in the Discord to other people. I actually enjoy that. Like when Nate brings something up or uh, yeah. Justin or something. I, I it's actually a great enjoy community that. of like-minded. But that has nothing to do with the podcast. Well, that could exist independently of no, the podcast. No, because it's always spurned by. That is a group of lads no, it's, who no, are it's, no, in the same no, Discord. It's always spurred on by things that we, you and I, the leaders, the thought leaders, the leaders. 
talk about on the podcast, which then they come in and they're like, I have my two cents. All right. Well, how about we well. talk about things on the Discord and just skip the podcast? And then follow them up on the... No, we just talk about things. Now, Use the Discord like a Discord you, should be you, used. You know what? No, now I'm digging my heels in. This podcast isn't ending. And I'm and I'm gonna see to it that it doesn't. Maybe I should take a break from. I'm gonna that. start. Why don't Why don't you <laughs> take the zoom? Why don't you? Well, no, you can't have my zoom because okay. I don't trust you with it. I'll do but, it on my phone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do a breakaway because I, I just did it with Brandon and it was nice, but. It's, I feel it's like, like we sound like to, a couple like of proposing to ask for non-monogamy. Sounds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we sound like a couple who's proposing an open relationship to try and fix what's gone wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm always excited to do them. I look forward to doing them. But then, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to sitting on the mic and have it, you realize that yeah, I really don't have anything, anything to say, and well, I'm not getting good prompts. No offense. I think. Okay, here's the problem. <laughs> here's the problem. I think. You know why? This is on me. This is on me. You know why I think the last one was such a banger? Because you were talking more. Well, yes. But because I came in with a list of topics that I thought about and that I knew would generate interest and conversation from both of us. Oh, great grammar. What else? That happened naturally. But like the shortwave radio stuff... (laughs) The, you had your all your experiences from pub trivia. We had that extended riff. I'm going again tonight, by the way, if you okay. want to join. Yeah, I would love to go, actually. The resi- uh, no, not the residuals. The uh, Roguelike Tavern in Burbank. I would love to go to trivia at the Roguelike Tavern tonight. Okay. I have no plans. Well, we should do I, I that. I had plans, and they fell through. Good. All right. Well, we should do that. Yes. It'll be me, you, Jenny, and Joe. Actually, I haven't checked in Excellent. if they're coming this week, but I think they are. Wait. was if You hadn't checked in. If they weren't coming, would you have just gone by yourself? Uh, no, I would have checked in with them. Okay, I see. Which I should do anyway. Yeah. Because you need to email them in advance. Tell them it's plus one. All right, we'll do. All right, so that's a four-person trivia team. We're going to go out. We'll have a great time. We'll have some brews. You know what happened last week, though? We uh, we went there. Um, we had Jenny. Have you met Jenny's uh, stepdad, Mitch? Mm-mm. Oh, he's awesome. He's like an old, uh, yeah, it's not rude to say he's old. He is. Uh... Old, like, Jewish guy. I think he used to be in the entertainment industry in some way or mm-hmm. other. So he's got a ton of stories, and he's just fun mm-hmm. uh, and knowledgeable, too. So we brought him along. We won. What right? place? First place. Excellent work. That's generally what winning is. But with a caveat, it was kind of robbed from us. We won first place out of the people who had gone there to play trivia. Turns out the fucking owner and the bartender had their own team of two who uh, who beat us. Now, I don't think that's fair. Right. I don't think that's fair at all, nor do I believe that the owner and the bartender on their own managed to beat teams of five or six. Don't really believe it. Think it was cheeky. Because, you know, they, they give a uh, – if, if, if you win, you get a $50 bar tab. I think they just didn't want to give it out. So they announced the winners and said, oh, but actually we got the most points. So instead, what we'll do is we'll just give everyone a shot. Mm. Everyone. So we didn't get our winning place, even though we beat everyone who played fairly, I'm going to say. Because I don't think the bartender and the owner, I don't think that's fair. And this happened at Roguelike? At Roguelike. And, And you're going back. 
Uh, Jehu uh, was very indignant about it. Uh, she doesn't want to go back. So I'm going to check with her. I'm sure she will. But yeah, we won, but we didn't get the winning feeling because it was kind of robbed. And this is king or, or nerds no, who drink? No, no, Geeks who neither, drink. neither, neither. Because those systems are terrible. Uh, no, this is pen and paper. Very difficult to cheat on. I like it. Big this, happy trivia. It's like an in-house... It's, it's called Big Big Happy Trivia, and they do a few around around the local area. I much prefer the system. The guy who does our quizzes seems to like Star Trek a lot. So there are a lot of Star Trek questions, which is kind of annoying because I know nothing about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God, like John and Jenny really, um, I think, are probably instrumental in us winning last time because there was an entire round uh, where it was just naming Mortal Kombat characters. Okay. I wouldn't know the first thing about it, but they named all 12 like instantly. Yeah. And I think other people struggled with that. Hmm. So, yeah. Um but we'll see what it we'll see what it's like tonight. That. Huh? I probably could have done that. You could name all 12 Mortal Kombat characters? I think so. Oh shit. Yeah, I just don't know that much about it. Sub-Zero, I, Scorpion, I don't know. know. Luke Kang, Sonia, yeah. I don't know. Cyrax. All right, well, you keep listening to them. I'm actually going to text Jenny and... Uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to fact check you. <laughs> no, I'm going to text Jenny and make sure... The no, make sure they're going tonight. No, make sure they're going tonight. Make yeah. sure they're going tonight. Yeah, that's fair. What's wrong about that? All right, so trivia tonight, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I'm still planning on becoming the king, but uh, this one's not bad. This one's not bad. They got it, they got it down. Because they also made it kind of cheap proof. Like the the questions are difficult to just Google answers to. So that's good. A lot of picture rounds, a lot of uh, music rounds, video clips. Yeah, it's high tech. Yeah, I mean, I could see that being fun. Roguelike Tavern. That's like for fucking nerds and shit, right? That's like a Dungeons and Dragons themed bar. Mm, no, it's yeah, kind of. It's meant to be immersive. Actually, immersive is the word they keep using. There's is nothing there fucking immersive, immersive about, about it? it. No, I actually realized. I don't think it's been there for that long. I think it used to be a place called Sados, where I did mm. a young, aspiring stand-up comedian, who was me, mm. uh, used to do open mics. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's a shitty place. Um, and uh, they, they haven't really improved on that. They, they've got, you know, kind of fancy food. Fancy bar food. Elevated bar food, as they would call it. And it was fucking terrible. Absolutely awful. Don't get the food there. Okay. I got the pool port sliders. They tasted like fish. What? Yeah. I got three of them. Just about ate one of them and then left the other two. And they didn't inquire why I'd left the other two. They were just like, oh, you're done with this? Cool. You're done, huh? That's like, about yeah, how no, much everyone can no, stand. No fucking credit back? All right. I think they also don't like me that much because I'm there fucking ordering sodas. Oh, you are, huh? I yeah. Forgot. I'm not yeah. tipping them. Well, not tipping them as much as I would if I was buying drinks. You know, yeah. Proper drinks. So I think they kind of don't like me. Um, also, one of the only places in L.A. to still require you to show your Vax card. Oh. Yeah. And they, and they mean it, too. Like, they fucking... As soon as someone walks in, someone will, like, spring from the other side of the bar to make sure... Oh, my Are you vaccinated, sir? The roguelike tavern. Wow. I know. How rogue. <laughs> How awfully, rogue of them! I mean, it is rogue, I guess. No them, one else yeah. is doing it. Yeah, anymore, so gone, like, they've gone rogue. So you like, know what? We're gonna do it. I bet during the pandemic, when those restrictions were in place, they were like, "Nope, we're rogue, mass yeah, we go rogue. No vax. We care not. 
But then as soon as uh, as soon as it all relaxed, they're like, well, you know what? It would be kind of kind of baller if we made sure everyone was vaccinated. Don't forget, specifically with the Novavax, that would be funny. You've heard about the uh, the monkeypox? Yeah, I have been hearing about that, but it sounds like a whole load of nothing. Yeah, it's like that's really what they're what they're going for. Fucking monkeypox, monkeypox outbreak, dude. Yeah, but they're making this huge deal about how it's uh, largely or mainly affecting the gay community. It's like a, like a gay virus, but yeah. from what I understand about how it's transmitted, it's like there's nothing gay specific about it. So if you make skin contact, skin skin contact with someone who's got it, you might get it. What's gay about that? Making skin skin contact with someone. Well, you know, the gays are always hugging. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. I'm, I'm almost surprised that in this day and age, you know, oh, no, they can just be been, like, oh, that's the gays because of all the sweaty nightclubbing they do. That's a, you, you know what? There, I mean, there has been backlash to that. Oh, yeah? I don't know the facts. I think the vaccine be... is only, uh, I think they're only uh, giving it to, to gay people in California at the moment. Are you serious? I think so. Yeah. Wow. Or rec- at least that's who it's recommended for. You know, like how they give COVID to the old people first. Yeah, they give COVID to give the COVID yeah. vaccine to the old people first. I think they're doing that with the gay community, which is really weird because I'm just like, what, what about being gay? A gay man specifically uh, makes you more likely to get a skin disease. Yeah, I don't know. It's really strange. I was talking to a gay guy about it recently, and he was like, I don't know. <laughs> but we, we like love it. it. We, we like getting the vaccine. Yeah. Okay. Well, Fucking monkeypox. What a ridiculous name for a virus. That is the other problem, right? It's too funny to take seriously. Monkeypox. Monkeypox. Sounds Mon- like that, like a Brendan tennis. Brendan Fraser film from yeah. early two thousand. Oh yeah, Monkey Bone. You remember Monkey that Bone? One? Yeah. You know, I'm pissed off. Uh, we were trying to organize a. Halloween cost like a group Halloween costume, and I pitched that we go as all different Nicole Kidman roles. And That's an awful idea. Well, guess what? It got replaced with. We're apparently going as the people who work at Idle Hour, which I don't even know what that That's means. That's a terrible idea. Oh my it doesn't God. even make sense. You're wearing t-shirts. Yeah, I guess. I'm you're wearing like, you're wearing t-shirts, and you're saying, "Hi, uh, can I get you a a beer?" Yeah, that's the costume. But, you know, really, when you think about it, the Nicole Kidman idea wasn't very good either because she doesn't have a lot of iconic costumes. No, it's dresses, mostly. Yeah, it's going to be mostly dresses. Various dresses. I could have done the her from the AMC. Oh, God, I hate having to watch that every time I go to the theater. What? So annoying. Because she's also, it's funny that she's... images. Was for, yeah. How come she doesn't have an accent? She has an Australian accent. Barely. Yeah, she does. In that In that thing, yeah. And I know that it's apparent because someone loudly behind me said to his girlfriend, Dude, why is she talking like that? (laughs) Dazzling images? Why is she talking like that? Dazzling images on a uh, silver screen? Yeah. I guess that's more like, uh, I don't know what that was, South African. But either way, she's watching Jurassic World in it. I know, funny. isn't that awesome? And her face is just like, wow. Yeah, that's this so is good. so cool. Like, I think she's like, somehow heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And it's fucking I'm Jurassic like, why World didn't they breaking use, her heart. I know. It's like, why didn't they use... They should have used Australia or Moulin Rouge yeah. or something. But I guess they had to do something that was more current. And is AMC owned by Universal? I think it is. Maybe. But, uh, dude, I'll tell you what, dude. Jurassic World made stacks. Maybe that's why. They knew it was a recognizable film. Well, yeah. You know, did you see... Have we talked about Jurassic World, the new one? No, I won't watch it. 
Oh, you should. I'm not going to waste my fucking you time watching watch that. You should watch it. It's nearly three hours long it's, and it's It's bollocks, fucking like, incomprehensible. Like, I'm I couldn't sure it follow is. it. Yeah. Because it's just out. Like, it's just for money. It's not a film. Like, I couldn't even. It's like watching a big ad. I'm not doing that. It was crazy. I couldn't even follow it from scene to scene. Like, there are bad movies, and this movie to me was actually, like, incomprehensible. Yeah, Partially, of course, because it was so dull yeah. that I kept, like, kind of fading in and out. But, like, I, the, like, the fucking, the main problem in it is locusts. Uh-huh. The dinosaurs are almost an afterthought. Yeah. They're just around. And there's an action beat every fucking, like, ten pages, and it never makes any sense. Yeah. And I never know what the stakes are or what's going on. And even those are boring. You're just saying what everyone else already should have known before they went to see it. It's crazy. It's a marketing I mean, exercise. It's not even a film. Like, yeah. I refuse to see those. Like, that, I'm not giving them that money because that's the only thing that keeps them going. But what if it had something fun in it? Uh, they could have, but they, obviously they put no effort into that because yeah. all they're doing is talking to a boardroom, you know, or fucking, in this case, a board Zoom or conference call with a million people throwing in their stupid ideas. Yeah. And then you get something approaching a film out of it that's mostly pre anyway, and then Chris Pratt runs around for a, a few days. and They that's get a it. director on there. Just in name. Yeah, yeah. Like just in name. And, uh, no, I think I'm it's not still, watching those. I think it's like, still Colin a, Trevorrow. Oh, is he doing it again? I think he's still. I think he's been doing it. I think he's done all of those movies. He's no, the no. The Spielberg second dude. one was that Spanish guy who was actually a, who has made really good movies. He made uh, a Monster Calls, which I really liked, and he made The Impossible, that Thai tsunami movie. Hmm. Uh, he's a decent director, but yeah, no, it's the same with same with any of those big movies. They, they're not directing it. You know, they're just there. Yeah, they're just kind of there to hang. Yeah, out. no, I'm not watching any of those anymore. I'm not paying for them, certainly. How uh, fun must it be for those directors, though, when they're on there getting the finest craft services? Because I'm sure they're benefiting from all the fucking hospitality budget that has to go to, like, Chris Pratt and Jennifer Jason Lee or whatever that girl's name is. Jennifer Jason Lee. Uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, but, I mean, also, they, they just get paid fairly well. But the problem yeah. is... It's difficult to come back from that. Like if you started out as a, as a quote unquote filmmaker, right? Like a proper filmmaker trying mm-hmm. to do good films, somewhat difficult to come back from uh, doing something as terrible as Jurassic World. You know, I don't think it really ever works. Uh, Alfonso Cuarón is maybe the only example where it, where it kind of works out. Although then again, I would argue that Gravity is you know kind of shite too. Boy, what did he do that was the sellout? Movie? Harry Potter movie. I forgot about that. He yeah. did do that. He did Itamama Tambien. Uh, I think not much else between Itamama Tambien and the Harry Potter movie. Yeah, you're right. And that would usually kind of damn you to Hollywood obscurity. But he, he, he pulled himself Children out of Children of Men. It. He did Children of Men. Yeah, that was after Harry Potter. Was it? Yeah. Oh. So he pulled himself back with that one. But I think, you know. But that's the, still, I mean, that's still a very mainstream, high budget movie. Yeah, but people like James Gunn and Gareth Edwards, or is it Gareth Edwards? Yeah, Gareth Edwards, yeah, dude. Yeah, Gareth Edwards. Like, they all, they're just going to be stuck doing that now. Oh, and as yeah. soon as they're done, as soon as they're finished with, they will be discarded and probably won't get much else off the ground. James Gunn nearly got discarded. He was lucky that he had How a ton of people. How funny is it that he's back? He had a ton of people who were on his side. Like they, they just all loved Guardians of, of the Galaxy. Of course, they were all on his side. But like, how funny is it that he wasn't like? Because I thought the whole kind of thing was because they fired his ass off Guardians of the Galaxy, right? No, because he it was, wasn't Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. The first one he got fired off. He'd already no, done that. That's what I'm saying. They fired yeah. him off Guardians of the Galaxy too. Yeah, 
because he was making rape jokes on the internet or whatever. Or he had done. Yeah, like, like years and years, years ago, ago. Right. Yeah, yeah. And they fired him, and it was my understanding that that's when he got put on DC Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, DC Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I thought that was like his fuck you, although I don't know how much money that movie made. I don't think it even made it very much. But no, like, he would have been paid regardless. He right. Would, he so, like, so he got a lot, and then, but now he's back at Disney again. Yeah. Like, because they realized like they fucked up. The, yeah, but I'm saying really, him. I'm surprised that he's not like, fuck you. I could be over here doing any of this other. And walk away from Disney money? Nah. Yeah, you're right. People like that don't care. You know, like, yeah. if, if someone pays them enough, they'll do it. I mean, this is like Joss Whedon went over to Warner Brothers. After doing the Marvel movies, yeah, but he didn't. And come then he back. got fucked. Well, because well, he actually did get cancelled. Well, he fucked he won't himself be over. I mean, I'll yeah. be honest. You know, everything I've heard sounds like he's a difficult man to work with. Sounds like he's an asshole. But also to yeah. me, it's like that doesn't sound like any more of an asshole than most people in his position. <laughs> yeah, the difference is producers, he, especially. The difference is that he went around kind of posturing himself as like a nice, yeah, upright dude. Well, yeah, but so did Harvey Weinstein. And so did a lot of these other people. Yeah, that's what they I'm always saying. do that. That's, that's what I'm part saying. of the package. But you should not yeah. anyone with any kind of all right. But what I'm saying is perspective like, on the industry should no, no. These people are assholes. Like, like Whedon's, they, Whedon's, Whedon's fan base would be the type who is most likely to turn on him for his behavior. Like that's the audience he's cultivated. I think also, I'm not I'm not entirely sure if this is true, but I think also if he had done better work recently. Then it would People have been less of a problem. Yeah. yeah, I think he kind of did what you know. What I was saying about these other directors who go on to these big budget things and stop being quote unquote filmmakers, they start being industry buds. Joss Whedon had mostly been busying himself with shitty superhero movies, and rather than shitty. doing rather than doing you know like another Dollhouse or another because he was he was always known as even though he had success with Buffy and Firefly and stuff like that he was always known as the guy who was unfairly maligned or like cancelled before his time um, with regards to Firefly and Dollhouse anyway mm-hmm. um, so he was always seen as like a bit of an underdog and like a nerd spokesperson a nerd avatar in the industry and then you know going on to the Marvel and DC movies which are you know i i don't know how actual comic book fans like or the people who liked weed back in the day i don't know how many of them feel about those films because you know a lot of them aren't very good right uh i think if he had something really esoteric or um you know something like another dollhouse or another buffy uh i think people would have been more forgiving of him because they just want to see more of it but he, he was involved in some hbo thing when he got cancelled right some T V series, but uh, probably yeah. it hadn't even I don't think it had even come out yet. Uh but yeah, I think that's part of the reason. Whereas James Gunn, everyone just loved Guardians of the Galaxy so much. Mm-hmm. And uh I I don't know, I well, think they he, loved he his just, other movies too. They loved Slither. Slither, yeah. But that's they about loved- it, right? Uh, what else? Romeo and Juliet. If you ever seen <laughs> well, that, yeah, <laughs> way back when. That's my, that's, I love that movie. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I watched a... that not having any goddamn idea who James Gunn was. Obviously, no. I, I that think... was one of those things where I went back and I was like, that fucking guy did Romeo and yeah, Juliet. I think he's probably a decent enough dude or whatever. But like, let's not pretend that he's doing this for the love of it. Like, you know, all of those movies are not. They're barely even directed. You know, it's not oh, like yeah. not like you're in both. Oh, you know what movie it? he did that was awesome? Did you see Super, the Rain Wilson? Oh yeah, I didn't like it though. Honestly, it's a fucking it's 
It's an odd movie. I don't. I don't love it. I, I, there's something like really it. off about the tone in that movie. It's incredibly off-putting. Yeah, it's yeah. like really a malicious film. Yeah, it's unpleasant to watch. Yeah. but I kind of like that about it. No, I, I think I could like. I, mm-hmm. I, granted, I only saw it once, and maybe I just really wasn't in the right mood for yeah. it. But the tone. The tone is. It was. I just felt like it felt a bit edgelordy and kind of. It was definitely uh, what's it called? It was. Um, it was marketed in a very funny way. Because they kind of marketed it almost like a kick-ass. Or, well, they uh, came out pretty much the same year, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, or like that – who is it? Woody Harrelson? And that, yeah, there was like a movie oh, – Zombieland. Called Def- no, no, no. Oh. There was a movie called Defender, which was even more obscure than Super, I think, oh, okay. where it was like he was a, a kind of inept superhero vigilante as well. Like He would like throw a jar of bees at the ground as one of his go-tos. Mm. Um, and like those all kind of came out around the same time. And two of them were goofy fun times, and one of them was like a pure fucking misery fest. Mm. And so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't have much to say about him other than that. Um, I don't like any of the Marvel stuff. How much? I mean, or have DC, you seen it? Matter. Have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? It's fun. I don't like it's it. It's good. I, everyone good said stuff. that because uh, I was I was already bored. I, you know, the first Avengers, I was like, that's fun. Um, also fun, yeah. Yeah, and like Iron Man, I was like, I could take it or leave it. I certainly don't understand why it's still seen as such an amazing film. It was like, no, it was fine for a summer blockbuster. The first Iron Man, it's awesome. Gone. Yeah, it's fucking standing the test of time, apparently, and that I don't understand. Yeah. It's not that good. It's not that good. It's a summer blockbuster. It should have come and gone. Uh so I was already kind of sick of the Marvel movies when Guardians had come out. And uh, plenty of people whose opinions I trusted were like, oh, no, but this one's actually really good. Yeah. So I watched it. it. I've seen it twice now. It's not – I don't like it. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't like that style of humor. I don't think – the action sequences are terrible, I think. They're mm. indecipherable, boring action scenes. Well, you don't like that cheeky – I don't like, like the fucking raccoon, the Bradley Cooper raccoon. I think yeah. it's, it's such a boring – it's Timon. It's Timon and Pumba, like him and Groot. It's, I've just seen that so many times. Yeah, and like it's seeing fun. it again. People love that. I, I, again, I just don't understand why everyone was like, oh, no, but this one is a cut above. It's, like, it's not. It's not a cut above. And it actually really annoys me with all the kind of nostalgia baiting fucking 80s music, <laughs> 70s music, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah. Like that stuff just pisses all the music? me off. You don't like all the music? Some of the music is fine, but I liked it when I heard it in the in the 70s. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was around in the 70s. No, uh, yeah, I just I, – the, there's something about all of that that really p- puts me off. I, I don't like the the way that it, it just took over the internet and the multiplexes, and I, I, I think it's bad quality stuff. And Jurassic World is like a, cut, a cut even below that. Oh, that's a whole different yeah. story. Yeah, they're they're at least with the Marvel movies and maybe to an extent the DC ones, where like they have put some thought into it. Jurassic World, yeah, Jurassic it. World is truly no, not even the trying. Jurassic World and all of that kind of stuff, and and the Godzilla Effortless. movies and stuff. They, they are just awful. Those Godzilla movies there. are something. Else. Did you see Godzilla vs. King Kong? Yeah, we actually talked about it on the podcast. Did we? Don't we? Need to go into, yeah, you hadn't really seen it, though, because you were sick and you said it was great, but you only saw the first ten Did minutes. I say it was great? Yeah, and it took about oh. half an hour to get to that, to you admitting that you hadn't even seen it. Yeah, so, I was like half asleep for it, that's for sure. Yeah, no, my, it, I'll tell terrible. you what, my memory is not uh, fond on it anymore. No, because it's really bad. And yeah. it, again, uh, I think what I said at the time, same with Jurassic Park, or Jurassic World even, is that you get access to one of the... First of all, built-in audience. Everyone's going to go see this movie. Built-in concept with Jurassic Park. This is a great concept. Right. Like, you can do so much. You can make so much fun stuff happen 
with that concept. Mm-hmm. And you have all the rights to it and access to even the original actors, apparently, because they turn mm-hmm. up for the paycheck in the last one, it sounds oh, like. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah, uh, same with uh, King Kong versus fucking Godzilla. It's a giant monkey smacking a big lizard around a city. Like, how could Dude, you make that? Part where how Donkey do Kong... you make that boring? How the fuck do you do that? That almost takes more effort, I think, than to put no effort in and make it fun. Well, I mean, I think I think that what we've proven... So many human characters in Godzilla vs. Kong. It's like, I do not give a fuck about Stranger Things, kid. That's, you know, here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Here's my theory on it. I think too many people... I, I, think, I, think, I think we do want the human characters, but we just want them good. And I think the movie is like, well, we need the human characters to drive along the plot... But, like, they can be completely uninteresting afterthoughts, so who cares? Well, first but, like, if you look at a great blockbuster like Jurassic World... Yeah, they have them not, in it. Not Jurassic World, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, yeah. It's not, that but has I mean, human characters in it. You know what, though? Could, they're, and they're all memorable. Could have done without the, uh, I don't want to have kids, or maybe I do. So, that, sure. I think, is unnecessary. Sure. I think that's sure. superfluous. I think the, the, the adults are all great. Yeah. And I think... But I think that's... First of all, you need good writers to do that. Someone mm-hmm. who knows roughly how to write a story. But secondly, also, it, um, the plot, the premise of Jurassic Park is pretty simple, but it has a bit of a, you know, there's some weight to it. Yeah. Like, should we be doing this? Blah, blah, blah. I um, think that's the other should thing, Should we too. mess with nature? That's fine. And it's all addressed within the first mm-hmm. half an hour. And then the rest of the film is, all right, his dinosaurs chasing people around. Well, that, that's no, great. They go back to it and stuff. But, but, not really. But, not really. But no. I will say. And I'm not quite okay, done. Go ahead. I'm not quite done because... When it comes to something like Godzilla versus Kong, the fir- you don't even see fucking Godzilla for the first hour and twenty minutes. Hour, uh huh. Like, and King Kong doesn't even break out until the first forty minutes. Right. That whole time, you're spending all this time with these boring characters who you have no reason to care about, and they're not saying anything interesting or doing anything interesting. They're looking at computer screens and going, "Oh God, oh look at this, oh dear." That's not character development. That's right. not human. That's boring. Right. I had a similar problem uh, with Nope recently, the Jordan Peele movie. I don't know if you've seen that Mm-mm. yet. No? I want to. Well, that's kind of interesting because it's all about spectacle. Like it, humans, I guess the most simple way to boil down its quote unquote message is to say it's about you know humans or society's relationship with spectacle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's kind of a commentary on that sort of blah, blah, blah. In the same way that like us was kind of a commentary on blah, 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 whatever. It's all a bit tenuous and, you know, you see critics fucking falling over themselves going, oh, the, the actual meaning of us is, or the actual meaning of nope is this, this and that. Um, I don't think there's that much depth to it anyway, but it, the, the difference between that and Jurassic Park is first of all, Jurassic Park ha- had a solid message. A solid philosophical theme, a solid theme to it that mm-hmm. was worth there for the adults, there for the grown-ups, mm-hmm. but was not dwelled upon to the point where everything came back to that. It realized that first and foremost, what it was was, uh, well, a, a technology showcase for one. Like that new technology with the dinosaurs was a sp- that was a spectacle. So you have a spectacle that's not bogged down by its message at all. You could skip the first half hour of Jurassic Park and watch the dinosaurs and still have a fun time. Mm-hmm. What happens with these new ones is that they're so much more focused on what the internet's going to say and like we're going to read into it or uh, again, probably partly due to TV as well, like TV series being all about quote unquote character development, one of the most overused phrases among online fandoms ever. Oh, it's character development. Character development is meaningless unless it's interesting. Like character development 
in a lot of cases, is just having a character on screen for a long time. Yeah. Too much time, quite often, because they're not good characters. They're not actually developed. They're just put in your face. Right. And it's like, oh, well, now, we, now we follow this guy. Oh, what's this guy up to? And all the while, you're forgetting to make an actual film, especially one that's supposed to be a spectacle. You're not, I don't think anyone's going to Kong versus Godzilla expecting much depth or character development. Nor do you need it. Nor is it necessary. With something like, on the rare occasion where you can marry both... Jurassic Park, I think, does okay at that, but even still, those characters, there's nothing particularly deep about it. The host is a good example where it really does put the spectacle in the background to an extent. The spectacle is there. The Korean, but, the Korean movie? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but that is far more preoccupied with the... The themes. The and themes, the, yeah. And, they and, the, decide, characters, and yeah. the characters. They decided that before saying, we're going to make a big monster movie. Yeah. When it comes to Jurassic Park or the fucking – Nope is interesting because I think he's tried to sort of do that but hasn't really succeeded at either. Hmm. In my in my opinion, I, I don't think the characters were very interesting. I, I think the hidden subtext or whatever is pretty sophomoric and not very interesting either. It looks either. pretty immersive. Uh, it seems like something I'd like. There's like a theme park in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like a kind of Ursets Knott's Berry Farm in the middle of the desert. Oh, yeah. But it's not. No, no, that. that's all disappointing. Like, no. Everything that was quite promising about it, um, it, it lets you down on, in, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, there's, one, there's one good sequence, but it feels like it probably should have been in another movie. In fact, it probably was an idea he had for another movie and then kind of jammed it in here. I think the thing with the new Jurassic World movie. And really all the Jurassic World movies is that actually a lot of the – the rare times they do get praise, which they don't get a lot of critical praise, uh, the new Jurassic Worlds. They get a lot of box office. They get no critical praise. Yeah. They're not good. But the times I have seen people defend them is they'll be like, you know, it's just a stupid dinosaur movie and I saw my stupid dinosaurs and I'm happy. Well, people say that, but you have to but sit it's like an hour and a half of people just But it's also like – it's also around. not – well, one, it's not true because the dinosaur sequences themselves aren't especially exciting. They just exist. Yeah. But I do feel like the Jurassic World franchise has almost like either knowingly or unapologetically ramped up the stupidity of the series. Like you'll have like fucking hybridized me- half mechanical velociraptors with laser yeah. guns on their head but not in a fun S- way creeping creeping into children's bedrooms and like pulling the covers back like a boogeyman that's an actual yeah. sequence yeah, in the yeah, second one that. and then like this new one is like it's like they're they're going around fucking like uh you know the 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 Vatican and there's they're wrangling dinosaurs with lassos and stuff right. so they're just making it really stupid well, you, but jurassic park is not jurassic park a stupid is, movie it's, I mean, there's nothing it's, stupid about it even the action is it's a spectacle but it's not a stupid spectacle it's all very controlled and like well, well yeah, done it's, and, it's a film right it's right like a exactly film, and, and you could argue that the lost world ramped up the comedy a bit and it did but it still did it with like some kind of purpose or like mm-hmm. some kind of direction um, the third one, I think, didn't quite the get it The right. third one was stupid. It was pretty bad yeah. and stupid. But um, with these new ones, I mean, the, really, it's just, I, I, I could go into all the details of why I think one's worse than the other, but it really comes down to, like, look, Steven, St- Steven Spielberg is a good filmmaker. Right. And that was his film. That was yeah. a film that he made. Um, 
Jurassic Worlds are not made by a director with a vision. They're made by a bunch of money men. Right. Essentially, that's how yeah, it happens. The vision goes as far as yeah. what if a big dinosaur and they're came not out even of and they're not even willing or maybe even capable of hiring a good filmmaker to make it a good film. And I don't think that's really the interest either. All they need is a good trailer. Yeah. And they even fucked that up. Like the, the people complain about those trailers all the time because the CGI was clearly unfinished. It was one of those. Yeah. Uh, so they had like really shitty looking dinosaurs in it. They, 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 that's all it is. is a marketing exercise. I'm I'm not spending my time fucking watching that. They're long too. Two over two and a half hours. Like I said, I blacked out. Like I don't remember anything about it. It was so dull. Yeah. That I just like fell asleep with my eyes open watching yeah. it. No, I'm not wasting my time with that. Whereas like nope, you know I'll, I'll waste my time with that. I I didn't like it, and I you know didn't really expect to either. I haven't really liked any of Jordan Peele's films. I don't think they're all that great. I wonder if Nope is still in theaters. I kind of want to see it. I want to see yeah. it before it goes There's not out much theaters. else in theaters, so I think they're keeping everything on. We'll see um, here. You know, it, Nope is. I don't know. It, it's just a mess, and I feel it is a mess. Like narratively, pacing wise, sometimes acting wise, it's just a bit of a mess. Um, but I think he gets a free pass from people, critics especially, uh, because of Get Out. Yeah, people. I think that people one. loved Get Out, and now everything that he does subsequently, they're assuming is really intelligent, really deep, really well thought out, and it, everything must be intentional. And it's like, no, you, if you, if you don't have that um, preconception going into it, you see it for what it is, and it's it's kind of a fucking mess. Wow, it's not a, a great film. There's a whole hell of a lot of big movies in theaters right now. They got the new Thor movie. I didn't even know that was out oh, yet. Been, yeah, the, the Taxi Driver in Vegas told us it was. Wait, the when monkey we, guy? Yeah, when we got dropped off at the South Park, at the South Point, he was like, "Yep, they've uh, got an AMC theater in there that's playing the new Thor movie." Oh, I missed that. <laughs> I yeah, was, I was probably my I, I again had probably blacked out from the monkey chat. Right, my head was spinning. <laughs> so yeah, a new, a new Thor movie. I won't be watching that. Nope. Uh, I uh, should watch the Elvis movie at some point, but I'm I want to see the Elvis. That's out. Not gonna bodies, see. bodies, bodies. I want to see. Oh my god. You oh, want to see fun. that? Yeah, it looks fun. Uh, I've seen the trailer. for. Uh, it looks fun to you, of course. <laughs> it looks fucking terrible. Well, why don't you go and watch... Why don't you watch a nice throwback? They're playing an IMAX laser. You could watch E.T. 40th anniversary. I don't need to see that again. I'm all right. I don't think I've times. seen it once. Of course you haven't. I was too scared. But you'll watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies first with Pete Davidson. It's, you know it's written by the... Uh, by Pete Davidson. No, it's written by the, uh, the cat lady. Um, no, is it cat lady? No, what's it called? Cat, fuck, that, that short story that went around on the internet about that woman dating a cat person. I don't know this. Yeah, you will have you will have heard about it. Went around, it was like published in the New Yorker or something like that, and it's a you know kind of Me Too ish type story, short story. You know, it's interesting. I believe. Anyway, she wrote it, and uh, I believe she wrote it. Oh no! Hold on. I might be misconstru- I might be mixing two films up. But I'm- actually, no, I think it is true. I think she wrote this and then they didn't take her a script. They just took her idea and got someone else to write it. That oh, tells wow. you something. Um, but there's also some other movie that I saw a trailer for with Florence Pugh and uh, uh, who's that dude? That fucking guy. Anyway, Fl- Florence Pugh and it's basically The Stepford Wives. You see that trailer? I can't remember. Oh, it's called Don't Worry, Darling, or something like that. Mm-mm. Yeah. And it's just the Stepford Wives. It's like you know, moving out to a community in the desert where everything's just a bit too perfect. And then it turns out that like, the men are controlling the woman. And... It sounds like Get Out. 
Yeah. I, th- I think actually one of the, uh, you know, the critical blurbs that popped up was something like that. It's like, it's like get out, but for white women or something like that. <laughs> Which is funny. <laughs> get out was the Stepford Wives, but for black for men. For black men, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's just an easy thing to compare yeah. it to. I think actually, did you read the, when you, I know you watched Atlanta season three, did you read the uh, episode descriptions? Because they're kind of part of the joke. Uh, yes. They're like weird internet comment style yeah. things. Yeah, I think one of them, one of the standalone ones uh, said, <laughs> it's like, get out for white men. So I think maybe that's yeah. just becoming a common thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, no, movies are fucking in a state. I, I was looking, because I want to go to, I like going to the movies, but there's really nothing I want to see. I was so, uh, I, I nearly went to see Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. What the hell's that? I have no fucking idea. Is that an animated it was, film? It was the only... <laughs> no, nah, it seems like one of those old, like, Ealing comedies, but updated, you know, about some, like, old British woman who goes to Paris trying to buy a dress. Uh, and I was like, that's the only thing that yeah. appeals to me. Sean's been at home watching... Uh, the, when I got here, he was watching The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel 2. <laughs> I did see the first one. I don't think it's I, great. I, don't think I, I with quite the liked one. it. I found it endearing enough. I liked the second one, too. I don't, I don't think I, I don't know if much more needed to be said. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna lie, I don't They've remember done anything in the second about one. Old people eating Indian food and then being in the toilet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't need to see any more. Yeah. Well, the second one is more like a bridesmaid style. It's graphic, really uh, shit jokes. No, no, I'm sure not. But I think they, didn't they bring in Richard Gere for the second one? Probably. And, yeah. I was like, and that, he's like a hunk. Yeah. Does that count as like an old person? Because the rest were old British actors who were all in their seventies yeah. or eighties. Yeah, Richard I believe Gere's he's there, and all, all the ladies are fawning over him. You yeah. Know? I think uh, who's the who's the older one? The more comedic. Well, there's Maggie Smith, Judy Dench. Uh, who else is in it? I forgot. It might have been Maggie Smith. Yeah. Judy Dench was kind of the lead. Maggie Smith's the one who's racist in the first one. Yeah. But then I, she think, like, becomes... I think it might have been Maggie Smith. Yeah. She's she's the one who, she's like seeing him and she's like, oh, what I would do to him if I were 10 years younger. And then Dev Patel is like, oh. <laughs> she's like, I'd let him do anything. Dev Patel putting on an accent that he doesn't even have. Dev Patel's an interesting because he did pretty well out of being the the the, the token Muslim in skins mm. to now being he was like nominated for an Oscar for something or other. What, uh, Actually, what, he, he was in Slumdog, wasn't Millionaire? He in Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, I don't know if he won for that. I don't think so. But he's been nominated for a few things. He was in the Green Knight last, uh, not last year. Yeah, I heard that movie was a banger. It's excellent. Yeah, I really like that. That's probably yeah. one of the only movies I've liked from the last few years. Yeah. Like properly liked anyway. Um, You've been loving your fantasy lately. Uh, for whatever dark, reason, that dark one dark high fantasy that one really worked for me. I think yeah. they did it very well, um, and it's pretty Wolseley too. Uh, Dev Patel, yeah, but that, but he's had so many failures where he should have ended. Like being in the best exotic marigold hotel is like the kind of comedy Indian really shouldn't have led to bigger and better things, but it did. Uh, that's after Slumdog Millionaire too. That's after he had his big break, and then he goes back to doing something like that, and you're like, "Ooh, I don't know." Yeah. But then he also did like The Last Airbender. Wasn't that him? Was he in that? I, don't I think know. it was him in, in Last Airbender, which was one of the worst received films of all time. But he's 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 sticking around there. He'll be back. Duff Patel. I'm calling it now. He was in the Armando Iannucci film, uh, Life and Times of David Copperfield. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah, and he's a good, you know when when he's in a good film, he's oh, I always he's quite good. I always enjoy watching him. Yeah, which I never would have thought from watching Skins, which is a terrible show, and mm. his character is terrible. But yeah, here he is, shucking and jiving out in L.A. I've seen him plenty of times out here as well. Really, he lives out here. Huh? He's at like every he's single British, ba- right? Yeah, he's one of yours. Yeah, yeah, he's British, but he's at every single BAFTA event. Yeah, so of I've course. seen him plenty of times. Yeah, always seems nice enough. Proud Brit. Yeah. Well, what else? People have been dying. We've had a few deaths. Wait, what? Yeah. What? When? Jason Britt. Did he die? No. <laughs> so I, I wasn't exactly I was like, Who should I name the, that Mattis would believe might have died? Yeah, you had me. Yeah. Uh, no, Olivia Newton-John passed away. Finally. Um, at long last. Did she really? I didn't hear about that at all. Yeah, like last, oh, last week. Well, oh, now I'm going to sit up in my seat for that. Yeah, I know. You've been. Far, I've been trying to keep you going. I'm, I mean, you've been slouching and barely. Yeah. Jesus Christ! Hold on, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, of Greece fame. Wow. Yeah, she uh, died last week. But she, I, I had her in my death pool way back in. Like, Singer songwriter of uh, of what's the song called? Uh, what's her own one? Uh, Think you might like it, right? Oh, well, that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she wrote that. <laughs> oh, you don't think so? <laughs> the John Travolta and Olivia Newton John uh, collab. You had her in your death pool? When? Back in, like, way back in 2015. I had her in for like three years because she had, I think, ovarian cancer. And that's usually, you know, that's usually pretty <sighs> deadly. Uh, but she hung on in there and, uh, yeah, now she now she died. What now she decided out? to go and die. I, I'm assuming it's still the ovarian cancer. Mm. I actually, I, I didn't look. I didn't need to. Slipped on a cube of ice. Oh, quite possibly. I don't know. Mm. Uh, but yeah, she died. Um, someone else died recently who was fairly... Anne Heche, that was kind of sad. Oh, oh, is that why? I wonder if uh, Hollywood Babylon are going <laughs> to... Oh, wow. <laughs> Imagine. In honor of Anne Heche, they're going to bring back a, a segment. they got to make amends. Anne butthole. Oh, yeah. Anne in case Heche's you guys are wondering butthole. what that's in reference to, the Hollywood Babylon podcast with Hosted Kevin, by Smith Kevin Smith and, and Ralph, Ralph Garman. Uh, I'm stupid. They had a They had a whole thing on there, which even in retrospect, I'm like, was this really the move? Yeah, where they was... were basically in like a like your weird perverted friend from high school, were like showing clips of movies where people like if you like pause it on the right frame you could see their asshole. By the way, this wasn't my friend. This was the no, perver- I mean like proverbial. You, the proverbial the you, proverbial you. No, not right. Sean's friend. <laughs> I was like, wait, which weird friend did I have that was pausing? No. I probably did. But... I, yeah, but I, I think everyone <laughs> had one. Yeah. Like that guy who like you you like he's probably dead. Now. Well, they they thought they could base a weekly segment on, on the, the idea that, of yeah. accidentally seeing a celebrity's butthole, right? And it's like that. Really, the Anne Heche example and Psycho and the Psycho remake yeah. is probably the only example. And, I mean, and by the way, I watched it, and you can't really see butthole. Imagine, you know, you consider yourself an artist, <laughs> and you're like, I'm going to make this movie, and I'll be a little bit vulnerable. And then here comes this fucking hamburger and hot dog of a couple men. You can see your ass! <laughs> yeah, pausing in front, of a, in front of a packed house at the John Lovitz comedy club in Universal idiots, yeah. City Walk. <laughs> they were like, yeah, it looks like you're fucking being walked out to be eaten by lions at the like, fucking Coliseum. It looks like, like the Jim Henson workshop. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> 
I can't it even does. take credit for like that. The, That's a like Frankie the, Boyle joke. It looks like the Skeksis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truly, like, it's... <laughs> Yeah, that's gross. Yeah, like I can't believe they did that. But I, not only that, but they were like, "Well, we're going to do a weekly segment on this." Yeah, they kept doing it. And it's like, well, how many examples of this are there? I think by the end they were just—it was like naked and afraid. Yeah, like, like naked and afraid is like, oh, well, there's a bit where like the pixelation. Uh, yeah, and slightly. so and and they stopped doing it quite a few years ago, I believe. Yeah, but for people who have kind of Kevin Smith, especially who have postured themselves as sort of you know allies and whatnot it's kind of an odd thing they have just floating out there well i i learned just because she died i didn't know all that much about nh to be honest but i learned that even way back when she was doing the psycho remake in like 2000 she was like quite severely mentally ill so she this have, is she yeah. would have like serious manic episodes like uh, to the point where apparently she went like wandered out into the desert and walked into someone's home and just started living there while they were there. Yeah. And, you know, was like asking them to wash her clothes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, that, that was back in 2000. So they don't even have the excuse of like, oh, it's just, you know, it's just a celebrity and it's kind of a funny joke about a butthole. Uh, it's like, no, nah, she was always known to be a little bit... Yeah, is it she is it really even, the best? You know? She wasn't even well. Yeah, yeah. And like, so is it the best thing to be doing? I definitely remember. I was too young to understand where any of that was coming from, but I do remember the whole thing was that like that was the go to, like in the same vein of like a uh, Monica Lewinsky. If you needed to have a reference for someone being crazy, you would be like Anne Hache, crazier than Anne Hache. Honestly, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I, it was I like a very big thing on like the late night talk show bullshit where they'd be like oh uh, and he's talking to aliens and and this that and the other well i mean they had a whole segment on Lindsay lohan too where it's like Lindsay lohan being a yeah. stupid mental bitch oh yeah exactly and everyone's like <laughs> i'm not even talking i have about- been in that audience twice i, I think <laughs> i'm not even yeah. talking about ralph Gardner and kevin smith doing the crazy oh, no, the audience that was like in the 90s i'm saying people would mock and Hache for being crazy Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wasn't even aware of that, but I'm assuming yeah. they were. And I was still like, all right, let's yeah. do a joke about this crazy bitch's asshole. Oh, exactly. And so uh, that's that's uh, – this explains, though. You bring it up. The reason I bring this up is to say this explains why this this morning I woke up to someone sharing some long, you know, th- oh, think have her fans come piece. out of the woodwork? That usually yeah, happens. Oh, yeah. really? Well, it's like the people I who – I always loved Anne Hayes. She's what made me want to become an actress. Yeah. Do you remember when DMX died? Oh, yeah. Gay icon DMX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it always happens. LGBTQ hero DMX. Yeah. That Norm was Donald. so yeah. bizarre. Where everyone was like... Well, the, the DMX one was really out of the blue. Because it was clearly like they had just seen him DMX doing like... DMX is the one who inspired me to go and give it to people. Like, seriously. Like, it was like... <laughs> As a gay man. Yeah. Like... <laughs> He may have said some offensive things, but he also encouraged me to go and give me a I saw all these people posting shit about, like, DMX made it cool to be yourself. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Unless you were gay or... Yeah, literally, he was like, (laughs) I I got no love for homo thugs. (laughs) Even if you you, uh, were raped in prison, I will shake your hand. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's kind of baller. (laughs) I mean... And it wasn't like that wasn't his only offense. Like the dude was preoccupied. People, I mean, I've something else recently happened that won't have any relevance to most Americans, I think. But Jerry Sadowitz, one of my mm-hmm. favorite comedians from England, and I say he's my favorite, one of my favorite comedians, precisely because of how indefensible he is. Mm. Completely indefensible. He actually, 
at least there's a strong basis in himself of a lot of the stuff he says. Openly racist, openly homophobic, openly sexist, fucking any kind of tragedy or disaster, he'll hate. He is an equal opportunities hater, as in he'll also hate rich people or whatever, but those things all exist, and that's usually not an excuse that, that you get, right? But he just got um, – he kind of flew under the radar for a while because he has no stuff online. He performs live mostly to people who are already familiar with what they're going to get from him. It's a really unique show. It's really like fascinating to see because it is someone just completely vomiting essentially every bad thought they could possibly have. Um, but he, you know, it's not all an act. It's not all a persona. And then in real life, he's actually a secret liberal. Uh, but he just got cancelled. He got a show at the Edinburgh Fridge, Fringe cancelled uh, because apparently someone somewhere complained that. Uh, he was being racist and he got his dick out and like all stuff that he's been doing at the Edinburgh Fringe among other places for decades but finally they, the venue decided to cancel his other show um, and that's launched a bit of a debate among comedians because like liberal left leaning anyway uh, Guardian uh, comedians had always spoken about him like as if he was a comedian's comedian in like reverential terms including Stuart Lee Richard Herring. I would imagine a lot of the younger comedy fans who got into him now did so because of people like that uh, mentioning how great they thought he was. Um, and it's kind of interesting, you know, that someone like Stuart Lee would vouch for a guy who will go on stage and say, every, well, not only every racial slur, but, you know, directly targeted racial abuse at some audience members, for right. instance. Um, and I think the reason people like Stuart Lee liked him was because in the 80s alternative comedy scene, he was probably like, ooh, this guy's dangerous mm-hmm. or whatever, when they were younger. And now they still respect him because also he's not popular. He's yeah. not like a Frankie Boyle or a Ricky Gervais or a Jimmy Carr on stage telling telling racist dish jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a bit of that to it. But him being cancelled now has launched a bit of a debate among people. Like people who really wouldn't accept even the slightest mistaken bit of racism from anyone quote-unquote uncool is absolutely defending Jerry Sadowitz. And they're like, oh, well, no, you see, what it is is, is layers, of, layers upon layers of irony. Or, oh, well, he can't be punching down because he always makes himself seem kind of pathetic. Uh, so it can't be punching down. So therefore, it's fine. It's like, dude, like, don't justify it. Yeah. If you enjoy it, you enjoy it, right? Like, yeah. And I, I prefer Jerry Sadowitz to, for instance, Jimmy Carr because I believe that Jerry Sadowitz means it. Right. That makes it – I believe it's genuine to an extent. Um, that to me makes it weirdly more palatable than, you know, like the kind of wink-wink, nudge-nudge uh, comedy of Jimmy Carr, right? Because I don't think Jimmy Carr actually does really – I don't think he probably is that racist or homophobic or anything. Right. I think he just does it because he knows it would kind of get a cheeky laugh out of his audience and it's like, mm. oh, well, I'll sort of play with the idea of it. I – I, f- I find it more interesting to see someone who actually does believe that try and make it funny. Right. Uh, but not in a – But I mean it's, it's hard to explain Jerry Sadowitz until unless you've seen him. Um, how do we get onto that though? Oh, because of – And he – Justifying comedy in DMX. some way. DMX. DMX. Yeah. Right. But yeah, I'm seeing a similar thing with uh, uh, with – you know, liberal comedy fans defending Jerry Sadowitz in the same way that, like, when DMX died, it's like, oh, well, no, but he that was fine, though, because we liked him. 
you know. I for a long that, time, yeah. Dave Chappelle too, but Dave Chappelle finally. I, I don't know exactly what changed, but <laughs> I think it was been like, doing those shows. I think years, it was like his third go at it. I think in he a just row. he did, yeah he doubled yeah. down too many times. Yeah. Kind of like me was splitting those eights. Mm-hmm. He, he split he split them one too many times, and it was kind of hard to ignore anymore. But yeah, that yeah. was a, that was a long while where you know liberals were just fawning over even the specials where he was like make, making fun of Louis C.K.'s quote unquote victims and mm. uh, the. And tra- he did a lot about trans in that special too. And yeah. at that, everyone was still fine with him then. Yeah, there was maybe like him. one or two bloggers who weren't. But yeah, and I always found it weird that they were. Oh, but Dave Chappelle's the greatest. Uh, oh, he can tell those jokes because he is intelligent. That's the thing. Right. They always say, oh, if they enjoy something, even though it's offensive, objectively offensive, but they enjoy it more than something else. That's usually what they'll say. It's like, oh, but but this is intelligent though. Mm-hmm. But you're just saying that. Like, is it actually intelligent? Is Dave Chappelle saying, like, oh, well, I identify as an attack helicopter intelligent? Right. Is him not being able to say the correct acronym for LGBT intelligent? Right. Or is it just as bad as fucking, you know, what, Jimmy Carr making a joke about, or Ricky Gervais making a joke about trans people? I get it because I prefer Dave Chappelle to those. Yeah. I get it because I prefer Jerry Sadowitz to those. I get it because I fucking prefer, let's say, DMX to Post Malone. Right. Right? It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make me right. It doesn't make one more defensible than the other, except for the fact that I'm more willing to defend it because I like it. But you have to keep that in mind. That rather than trying to jump through hoops, people trying to say that Jerry Sadowitz is actually secretly a liberal who's doing this to, ex- to, to you know, exaggerate and satirize right-wing views. It's like, no, he isn't. He right. is not secretly a liberal. <laughs> anyone who knows anything about him or anyone who's met him or worked with him and I've met a fair few people who've had business relationships with him and friendships with him no it's true it's like he's not secretly just like this really nice dude he apparently can be quite nice but then all of a sudden will uh, completely throw throw your relationship away because he's unstable but yeah the idea that liberals thinking well because I like him because I laughed at that and because Stuart Lee told me it was okay to mm-hmm. um he must be more intelligent than, you know, the fucking Bernard Mannings of the world or whoever else is somewhat equatable. Same well, with DMX, though. Like, <laughs> yeah, the DMX thing, I almost wonder how much of that just came from. Because it was, I mean, you know. Or well, maybe in that case, people not just to, genuinely didn't know about. I think they didn't because I think that all of their exposure. Because it was, I mean, I'm not, let's, let's, let's not split hairs. I'll say it on the mic. It was all white women I saw doing it. And they no, I saw I saw plenty of white men doing it too. Really? Yeah, hmm. I didn't see that. Yeah, for me, I'm thinking of a few, a handful of specific people, and they were all white women. No, oh, okay. Um, but it was it could be white men as but well. No, but the like, nation mourned. The, the nation, nation mourned. mourned. Yeah, the nation mourned. But I'm talking about the. There's. I'm not saying you shouldn't mourn DMX or that you should be like fuck him. He was, or we even should talk about it. I'm talking about the ones who are actively going as far as to be like. He was an inspiration <laughs> to yeah. to the out to the outcasts and the misfits or whatever, and then knowing that he was like such a, a wretched homophobe and also like I think he was racist too. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't think he had much good to say about the he, Jews. He was and, Islamic, right? He, he converted yeah, to yeah. Islam, and then I think he I think some... he was Christian actually because he really? would he would preach the Bible. All the time, because uh, he was maybe so someone else. He but. was so mentally unwell toward the end of his career that, like, you would see. I heard a story from someone who went and saw him live, 
and he like played maybe a few of his big hits, and then he spent the rest of the time basically preaching like a minister on the mic. Kind of like Otep. <laughs> yeah, only if Otep was just really into like, I know that none of y'all are fucking with that gay shit. <laughs> and like, awesome. I, I swear to God. She's like, only changed her mind. Well, she kind of has. Yeah. She's already pro-bombing the <laughs> shit out of true. Russia. So like, yeah. <laughs> the Ruskies. Yeah. Them fucking reds. What? Would be, uh, uh, they'd be on the other end of a drone strike or 30. Yeah, man. Yeah. If it was me. Yeah. If it weren't like a proper man in charge. Like That's Joseph, what she said. She said Joseph something Robin to that effect. Biden, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's playing two shows at the Whiskey A Go-Go soon. Would you like to go? Oh, man. You know Otep who said she would never do music again because she was going to become like an activist is that is she really at the whiskey at go-go that's where i saw her the first time when i first came out here as is well i don't, a, think, she, I don't think anyone a, else will take her is that even a venue the whiskey at go-go yeah i thought that was a like famous a, venue <laughs> i thought it was like uh i thought that was like the rainbow i thought it was like a bar and restaurant no the rainbow the rainbow is like the rainbow no no whiskey at go-go is a uh, that's where like the doors first play well one of their first uh, shows it's i was thinking of venue like, for ages i was thinking of or, like also like the viper room no i'm the, like the i know viper they got room's, a stage in there the but. viper room's more recent uh, no the whiskey go-go is arguably la's most famous venue oh but famous it's not big though it's quite small okay yeah, yeah actually go. no the hollywood bowl is probably i'll famous, go if i can yeah i don't know as long as she's not playing on any of the next friday saturdays or sundays um, I'm not Although sure. I could look. This Saturday night, I could go. I have a matinee Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, that'd be funny. I mean, it, but that really is like you're getting, you're, you're getting O-tab. ten songs if you're lucky. The rest of it is her talking. Oh, we gotta go. That'd be good stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's been about ten years since I last saw her. So, well, I, I, wanna, I, can, I mean, like, how I've much recovered? What? How much output does she even have? Let's go offer her some cheeses. Because let me see here. She she hasn't done an album. That's what for I'm years trying to years. figure out. Cause, I because mean, honestly, she said I'm she was only gonna she has retired yeah. from music several times. I'm only going to know stuff going back off because of, uh, it's like I don't know. Cameo is not paying her enough. Oh wow! You know what? She's got a lot of stuff actually. Believe it or not. No, she doesn't. Her last album was in like 2013. 2018. What was that? Dude, okay. I'll, I'll tell you all of them from top to bottom. She's got Save Us Tra 2002. We don't need to hit them all from the start. We know the other ones. Well, I don't know. What's the most did? recent one? The most recent one is called Cult with a K. Oh. Not a V uh, for the, the U, it. unfortunately. Cult 45, that was 2018. Was that an album or was it maybe it's, just like a song? It's an album. Oh, it's, okay. Uh, it's, it's got an hour and 13 minute long album at that. Uh, Generation Doom oh, in 2016. That's the last one I remember. And then I, sh- I could have sworn she said she was retiring from music. Hydra in 2013. Yeah, yeah. That's the last one I listened oh, to. Oh, see, I don't know any of these. Yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a live album. Well, because she had, what was it, Violent J? Or whoever the, the guy was who... Oh, Evil J. Evil J. Violent J, J is it. the Violent insane J clown posse. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah, but he left, or she kicked him out or something, and then, you know, she didn't realize that actually that's the only reason that it was musically competent at all. Was because of Violent Well, because she had a good musician in it. But then I, I think she fired her entire band. Uh, I mean, I used to follow her on Facebook. I think she said she was going to fire her entire band because they were all men and she was going to hire a woman instead. And then turned up about a few months later with an all-new male lineup. <laughs> 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 but I guess she had to find men who are good metal musicians who also align with all her values. Yeah. Not, not easy to come by, I, don't, I wouldn't have thought. No. Male metal musicians skew 
libertarian, I would say. Yeah, in general, true, don't they? Yeah, I would say they skew libertarian, and uh, even if they were left wing, I still think finding ones that are vegan who can play bass really well. Oh, that's true. <laughs> they, know, have to be, they have to be vegan as well, huh? I don't know if they have to be, but well, then there's I would also assume the, uh, that she's pretty strict about who. Then who there's she also the other stuff with. too, right? There's the. Uh, well, she's probably in that. Well, she's probably scanning for uh, musicians on that Reddit that you're on. They're like, is this fash? Oh, God. Well, that's specifically blackmail. Oh, right. That's people panicking over whether blackmail is racist or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a a very sus. funny. That's yeah. a very funny subreddit. Just to have an entire community devoted to that. And like the, the micro, micro, like six, three, six degrees of separation type thing. Like, well, that band did share a bill with this band, who later turned out to have a connection to a band from Austria, yeah. who uh, recorded a song once that said this. It's like, yeah, uh, yeah I recorded a song once that was about like the Panzerfaust. It's like, uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned Violet J. Oh, it's funny you mentioned Violent J by accident of the Insane Clown Posse, because I don't know if you've seen this, but Violent J is in the news again. Violent J in the news again? Violent J in the news again. Bum, bum, bum. Violent J took to Twitter creepy clown to time. post this. Uh, and, and like he like took a picture of his notes app and posted this on Twitter. Okay. Sup, ninjas. Yo, I've been studying primates lately. Fuck yeah. He's I'm, just like you. I'm talking chimps. Gorillas, spider monkeys, orangutans, etc. Preparing for my move to Thailand. They're all awesome in my book. So if you happen to own or work with one or more of these dope creatures, or if you know someone who does, then please leave me a message because Ninja, I'd like to be your friend. Not because you're a great guy or anything like that either. Nope. The truth is, I'd only like to be your friend because you've got access to a fresh monkey. Before you go calling me a user, face the facts. The only reason you'd even let me meet that damn monkey is because I rap fresh. It's that simple. <laughs> Shit. We should both be glad your monkey can't rap because if it could, we'd both be asked out of this equation. So leave me your info, monkey nuts, and I'll bring the bananas. Violent J. That was pretty funny. It was good. I like him. That made the news. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Reuters headlines. That was on <laughs> CNN. Yeah, that was funny enough. He loves his animals, dude. Yeah. You remember that classic, uh, have you ever stood next to an elephant thing? No. Oh. oh he was interviewing with John Ronson yeah. after Miracles came out. And yeah, they I were remember like, some of They those. were like, people are giving me shit because they, I say the giraffe is a miracle, but a giraffe is a miracle. And then he's like, you ever stood next to an elephant, my friend? They're fucking amazing. He's like, if you don't see an elephant, yeah, it's a miracle. Yeah. And yeah. that's like a meme now. It's like, yeah. you know, if ever you're talking about something kind of spurious. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think we've got a good episode under our belt here. You think? <laughs> Maybe not. I'm still teetering. It's not the, it's not the banger we came back on. <laughs> still teetering very, very heavily towards canceling the, the, the podcast. Cancel and delete. You guys, have, you guys have blown it. No, like no, the not them. The fault. audience are all fine. No, it's it's, us. It's, well, no, I don't like these new ones coming in, like you know, listening to us talk about them. No one is listening. We're not like, doing that they anymore. don't exist. They're all <laughs> they you and George, exist. apparently. <laughs> yeah, I think that might be the only listeners anymore. No, me, no, George, no. Justin, Meg. We still get a weirdly decent amount of listeners. David, Brandon, uh, Robert. I think, hopefully. Yeah, I think he pops in. Um, look, did you uh, did you see the uh, the South Park concert? No, the one at Red Rocks. Yeah, no. Man, talk about a confluence of like three things I would love to see 
all coming together. <laughs> what South Park? Red South Rocks. Park. I've loved since I was seven. Right. Ween. I love. Ween was there. Ween were yeah part of the band. They they sort of had Ween on one side and Primus on the other side. Has Ween done a lot of music for South Park? Uh, they had one. They appeared in South Park as themselves and Sheffield and and contributed a song to that. And uh, I think, and they've known each other for a long time. Like Trey Parker directed one of their music videos mm. and stuff. They were like a big influence on Matt and Trey at some point. Same with Primus, and then Primus obviously did the theme song. So yeah, it was mostly South Park songs, with occasionally Primus doing a song, occasionally Ween doing a song of their own. That's I don't funny. know. You'd have to have a heart of fucking shit to not smile at that. I mean. But you're not a South Park fan, so or a, a Ween fan. fan. I'm a South Park fan. Oh, okay. I know. You never seem to know Park. anything about it when I mention it, so I um, wasn't sure. I don't know. It's one of those shows that I watched my whole life, and I, it's all kind of left my head. All right. Well, yeah, they did a pretty good uh, smattering of songs. They did a one from Cannibal the Musical. That's fun. Yeah, what did they do uh, on top of you. When I was on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. Shame they didn't do... Uh... So are Matt and Trey there? They're singing? Matt and Trey are performing, yeah. And okay. Matt... Matt I, know, I knew Trey was decent enough at music because he writes all of it mm. for South Park and the Book of Mormon and stuff like that. But um, Matt's actually pretty good, too. He's a multi-instrumentalist. Oh. Yeah. And they brought Rush out and said... They, uh, Geddy Lee and the other dude. Uh, really? Rush, Neil Peart? No, not Neil Peart. Matt's... Oh. Neil Peart is very dead. Wait, really? Yes. Oh, Okay. Wait, is he? Oh, now I'm fucked up. John Bonham is. Yes. I think Neil Peart is too. Keith Moon is. Yeah. A lot of drummers are dead. Um, Neil Peart? Is he still Neil alive? Peart's still going at it. No, he died <laughs> He died in 2020. Holy shit, Neil Peart. Right before COVID. Yeah. Ugh. Shit. Uh, no, they had Matt Stone filling in for drums <laughs> for uh, Closer to the Heart by Rush. But it was, it was a surprise, so he didn't even know he had to. But he did okay, That's considering. Fun. Yeah. So they yeah, they were both good. And Primus it was at Red Rocks, so there must have been a zillion people there, right? Red Rocks isn't actually that big for an amphitheater. But yeah, I mean a decent amount decent amount of people. I heard they had custom animations projected on the rocks. Yep. Yep. Although it yeah, that didn't really work as well as it probably should have. It's very mm. hard to see when it's projected onto like jagged rock. Right. Uh yeah, no, they had yeah, they had some theatrics to it. Uh let's see, they had the governor of Ca- of Colorado turned up and gave a speech. And- Wait, so is Red Rocks in Colorado? Is that Yeah, it's right outside there? Denver. Yeah. Okay, so I guess that makes sense then because no, that's where they're from and that's where South Park is. Right. I was gonna because 'cause I'm like, this sounds no different than like the shit you see at Hollywood Bowl every year that they do for like the Simpsons or Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Christmas. no, no, it's pretty different. First of all, it's like, you know, the actual creators performing it. And like doing the voices and stuff, they had mm-hmm. the mics pitch shifted. Certain mics pitch shifted mm-hmm. so they could do the voices. Yeah. It was, I mean, for what it was, like usually those kinds of things are a bit awkward and they seem under rehearsed or like a bit all over the place or like no one. Some people don't really want to be there. Any kind of reunion or big event type thing like that. But no, in this case, everyone seemed to be having like a great time, which yeah. was really contagious. Uh, so I, did you watch it live? How did you see it? No, it was on. I wanted to go so bad, but I had to. I have. To, I have a daughter. I can't just take off. Take off to Denver. For, I meant like a live stream. Yeah, they they actually broadcast it a few days later on uh, Comedy Central, so you oh. can watch it online. Um, oh yeah, can I yeah. find it on YouTube? I'd be into that. You can find it on the South, It's free on the South Park website. I enjoy. That's cut down, by the way. It's, it was you know two nights and about four hours, but mm-hmm. uh, it's cut down to one hour, so you miss some songs. But I uh, one of the things I've been getting into as I drive Lyft to just trying to kill my day is 
I look up a lot of Trey and Matt interviews for some reason. Oh, they really? have like a lot of long form interview content out there. Yeah, probably. It's kind of interesting. You listen to the comment the Sapout commentary tracks. Yeah, they're really I've, funny. I've listened to those before. Yeah, yeah. I've listened to I listened to the entire uh, bigger, longer, uncut commentary. Oh, is that the one where they're really drunk? Uh, they're not oh, drunk. No, they're that's cannibal, cannibal, the cannibal. Cannibal the musical. They're fucking really, wasted. Trey gets really drunk, and he starts one. talking yeah. shit about, about his, his ex-girlfriend. Girlfriend who's yeah, 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 yeah. on him or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> that's really good. But no, yeah. not not that. There's one. The bigger, longer, uncut one is that they were recording it like ten years after having made the movie, right? And they were talking about how like they hate watching the movie, like they don't like watching it because mm-hmm. like you know they just see all the like shortcomings in the animation and stuff right um and then but then like about 20 to 30 minutes in they were like i don't know like i i don't really have any memories of working on this movie oh so they yeah, keep, I remember they this keep one, yeah. turning it off and coming back with random people that are in the studios that day that's right so be like vernon yeah, yeah. chapman and bill Hader are yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Are like the last tail end of it and garafino comes in the producer yeah. So, like, that's a really funny one where they're just, like, desperately just trying to fill the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're really fun. I mean, uh, yeah. Trey especially is an incredibly funny person. I don't think uh, South Park's been that good for a while, but... You told, like, me, he's a, you told me, for some reason, I remember you telling me he's, like, a cunt. Trey, Trey. Parker? Yeah. He's uh, known for skulking around strip clubs and... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily make him a cunt. Um he got like a kind of proto Me Too like way back in the day. Like someone wrote a blog about being picked up in a club by him and then taking mm. them back and like fucking two of them. It wasn't really a Me Too. Like he didn't seem like he did anything wrong, but he was definitely like a cokehead and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's got a reputation. He's apparently a real, like, really mean businessman, mm. <laughs> which has worked out very well for them because yeah. they got the uh, home video and digital rights to south park back in the 90s yeah back when everyone thought oh well that that's worthless yeah <laughs> now they're i think probably nearly billionaires from the amount of deals that oh, i imagine so yeah close yeah and you know then the book of mormon as well well even in their interviews he talks openly about like and almost admittingly like just like what a difficult person like what a difficult team him and trey him and matt are to work with yeah like how like apparently they they had to be like threatened legally many times for the dumb creative control things they tried to do. Like they cut a trailer for bigger, longer, uncut, and they hated the trailer so bad that they just took the oh, they master stole the of it and yeah, they just stole yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "No, you literally cannot do that. Like, you can go to jail. <laughs> you just yeah. stole property from us." Yeah, that was, that was when they were dealing with Paramount, I think. Yeah. So it was a little different with Comedy yeah. Central. Like Comedy Central is that bitch, though. Oh yeah, because they basically launched that channel in many ways you know there wasn't that much else on it mm-hmm. at the time that was uh that stood the test of time uh they yeah so i knew someone who was fairly high up at comedy central when they were on it well sorry when he was on it they were obviously there and mm-hmm. uh, yeah he has a lot of stories about both them and dave Chappelle as well <laughs> and yeah. uh yeah there would be stuff like like trey would kind of bully matt a bit in a weird way like he would let him write an episode, like let him go away and write an episode, and then as soon as Matt would bring it back, he would just be like, "Oh no, I've already written another one. Like we're not using yours." Yeah, <laughs> just kind of mean things like that. But I mean, they're friends enough that you know, I'm, I, you can't say it's that bad, I suppose. Yeah, I hear that. It sounds like it sounds like Matt really is, uh, you know, because I think it's a very common thing for everyone to be like, Matt doesn't do anything. 
because the because the written by credit is always Trey. Written and directed is Trey. Yeah. Um, but they contribute. It lot. sounds like in their interviews, it sounds like Matt like keeps everything running because yes. Trey seems like a very temperamental kind of artist. Yeah, and he'll like spin his wheels and like try to quit the show every season. Yeah. And, and Matt is also a really like off the cuff. Matt's really funny. Like in, oh, yeah. in interviews and stuff, he's very funny. And he, people, I think, sometimes forget that he does the voices for some of the funniest characters too. Yeah, Butters. Like Butters for, for, yeah. alone is mm-hmm. one of the best voices. You know, so there's a great uh, bit in the South Park concert where uh, Primus do Tommy the Cat mm-hmm. with uh, Matt Stone on vocals as Butters. Doing the lyrics, so the the, yeah, just doing the, the song. But it's, part? Oh, okay. Uh, no, it's uh, Tom Waits in the original recording. Oh, I don't think I know the song. Are you not a Primus fan? I thought you might be. Not really. Oh, okay. They're from your neck of the woods. From California? Northern California. Yeah. What? Yeah. What are you talking about? Are you? Are they? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. I knew Mr. Bungle is. Yeah. Primus also. <laughs> Some is in the fucking water they making all these too. quirky rock bands up in Northern California. Yeah. I think Green Jello is from Northern California as well. Yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, no, you had a you had a bit of a scene for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um no, I mean like yeah, they never I feel like Primus for me was always one of those bands that like you know, I enjoy some of the hits. But it was every time I got a full album, I'd be like, "Yeah, hey, this is like the same song fifteen times in a yeah, row." Yeah, I'm kind of the same. I never, yeah. never fell in love with them. They're, they're really good at what they do, but I never fell to, in love with them. But they were better than Ween on this concert, I think. Yeah, yeah, they they just performed very well. It's weird to watch him play at Les Claypool because he's excellent. Because you would think by listening to him that his hands would be going all over the place. And when he wa- when he plays like the slap parts, yeah. it, it looks like he's barely even putting in effort. Oh, like, yeah, it looks yeah, yeah. so easy for his him. His left hand is moving all over the place. Yeah, yeah, but I mean his right hand, like yeah, you would yeah. think it would be like this or something. Yeah. Like he'd look like fucking Miyavi. Yeah. But he's just going all <laughs> over the place. Like he's just I believe you know Miyavi. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm a huge J Rock guy. Uh but yeah, yeah, that uh Yeah. Yeah, he was awesome. Yeah. They were they were really, 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 really good. Uh, to the point where I might go back and listen to those first few albums again, just see if I get anything different out of it. Because I was the same as you. I'd like listen to them and be like, well, it's good, but yeah, not in love with it or anything. Uh, yeah. But they also were like contributing to the South Park songs, too. Like, it wasn't like they just came on every now and then and played a song and then left. It was like they were always on stage. And like so you'd have you know Gene and Dean Ween doing backing vocals for like Boogers and Cum or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's just a really fun show to watch. Hmm. Everyone's having a good time. Sounds fun. Yeah, that's my recommendation for this for this week. Let me see what I got. I got. A, I must have a recommendation in me somewhere. What's the last thing I got excited about? Arby's. Uh, raising canes. I've been eating a lot of raising canes recently. You had some in Vegas, and you said it sucked. It wasn't as good as it as it has been. Huh. Um, but I just had some again in like Duarte, and that shit was good. Duarte. Yeah. The fuck is that? It's like out. It's like out in like the Inland Empire. What, you, what business do you have out there? Raising canes. You got to drive. The you nearest one. You in, wanted to. You wanted to go to raising canes so badly. In, the nearest ones is in. Despite Burbank. having just been to one. Wait, the nearest one's in Burbank. Yeah, but it always so has a two-hour wait. So instead, you drove two hours to the Inland Empire. Yeah, to it's get an adventure. To the Inland Empire. <laughs> are you are you fucking with me? Did you actually do that just to go to raising canes? No, not just to go to raising canes. <laughs> <God. All right. laughs> 
<laughs> I was thinking that would be really stupid. No. <laughs> um, with these gas prices. With these in this in this in economy. This economy? Uh, yeah, man. I saw Gary Goldman live when I was in New York. Who? Gary Goldman. He was popular for a hot second. Who the fuck is that? Uh, he's a stand-up comedian. Mm, never heard of him. Who's the the singer? Gary Glitter. <laughs> yeah, I saw him too. <laughs> Out on bail. <laughs> <laughs> Day release. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I guess I don't really like anything right now. I'm not really. Maybe that's maybe that's what's wrong. It's nothing I'm really that into either, except yeah. for trivia. So except my, for fucking Primus, Primus and Ween in the South Park. Concert. Well, I've always been into Ween, and I've loved, loved South Park since I was young. Although yeah. not for a long time. Uh, have you watched any of the specials? Like, have you watched like yeah, the one, good. the one where they're all grown up or whatever the yeah. fuck that yeah, one was? Yeah, yeah, what yeah. was that one all about? COVID, like post COVID. So you know, I heard a future. really interesting interview. Sorry, no, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Never mind then. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, that's that, that's pretty much it. It's just it's, a post COVID. It's them in like, the future yeah. after COVID, and like something yeah. happened during COVID, which yeah. led to the way the future is. So they have to go back and change it. It's like, yeah, that kind of thing. What's really crazy is so wit because I do just there is so much Trey Parker and Matt Stone content on the internet mm-hmm. on YouTube. Uh. What made you choose them over anything? You're not the biggest South Park fan. No, not at all. I just they they're they're pretty entertaining to listen to talk about a variety of things, and there's just a lot of long they form. Yeah, just, just, a, I just don't know what ever made you type in Matt Stone and Trey Parker into. I don't know. I <laughs> might have just it might have just been an autoplay. Oh, maybe. Um, and then and then I was like, oh, I'll listen to more it, from yeah. those guys because they they might have they might have been on like Charlie Rose or something. Yeah, because that's I listened to a lot of Charlie. Yeah, Rose Yeah, they interviews. were back in the day. Yeah, listen to a shit ton of Charlie Rose. Oh, well, he was go. great. <laughs> that show should come back. Mm, don't think it's gonna. What happened? He got canceled. Oh yeah, didn't he like have his dick out or something? Some one of those. He was yeah, like he like came things. down to meet someone in his robe with his fucking dick and balls out. <laughs> I don't know if that was him or someone else, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, something awful. Yeah, but, yeah that's a shame because something that show was yeah something awful dot com. Low tax uh, was the one who me tooed him. Um, <laughs> Fucking no! Uh, it's a, it's a shame, is what it is, because that fucking show was amazing. He had the best guest, and he was like the was best interview interviewer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. And it was it was definitely podcasts before podcasts because it was very it was all long form. People say that about anything which had talking in it. That's true. <laughs> oh, this is podcast before podcast. But you know, so. you know what they don't say it about is talk shows because that's always been like you get five minutes. Yeah. It's every, okay, well, every question is pre right, yeah. over ten minutes and without laughing. Podcast yeah, before that's podcast. podcast before that's podcast. podcast absolutely. Before podcast. Yeah. yeah. Derek form. and Clive podcast before podcasts. That well, that has a lot of laughing in it. Not a laugh track. No, but they're laughing. They're making each other laugh. But you can do that on podcasts. In fact, it's, it's, it doesn't happen on here. I know. I was about to say, Max. It's recommended. <laughs> it's recommended that you do. <laughs> One of the here, first rules of podcasting. And no, here is all somber, solemn me <laughs> talking about why the movie industry sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, it's an excoriation on our times. He had That's the, what this podcast he is. Had the, uh, he would have like Stephen King I was listening to. He would have Roger Stephen Ebert. King is a boring interview though. Have you seen him interview? Um, he is dull as shit. Well, he had Roger Ebert on there. Roger Ebert with his like who like quickly whenever you look back, you're like this guy really had very little qualification to speak on films other than having That's seen a, quite many of them. 
Well, he just what, had what odd. Qualifi- he just had strange. Do you need? What I guess that's true. Do we have Mark Kermode, Mark Kermode has a PhD in film. So it's the only person I'm going to listen to. No, no, no. I just mean, films, I just mean when you li- like, when you on. listen back, it's just funny how maybe of the time, but in many ways, in respect, just how odd and off so many of Roger Ebert's takes were. Yeah, you got yeah. you definitely got some wrong, especially yeah. in his later years. He yeah, was just going. Yeah, going, going, wrong. going wrong. But he was, the, he also, was, actually, no, wait a second. In in his day, in Roger Ebert's day, so I'm assuming he would have been in college maybe in the 60s? Mm-hmm. Did they have a film? Meyer. Did they have a film degree back Probably then? Probably not, no. I wouldn't have thought so. So he I, I, he's wasn't as qualified even, as anyone. He actually wasn't even trying to go to school, to, trying to get a job reviewing things. He just wanted to work for a paper. Like, he just wanted right. to be a yeah, journalist, yeah, 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 and that yeah, just okay. happened to become his yeah. beat, and he got very yeah, good no, at it. he's knowledgeable enough to talk. No, I know, He, he I made know. some really bad calls. But I, listen, I, no one he loves... Also, to his credit, he would go back sometimes and re-review things. No if, one loves Roger Ebert more than me. I actually don't love him. I don't like his style of writing that much, but... I had his... I had his, his qualified, uh, he is. I had his, what's it called? His, um, his autobiography, Life Itself. Yeah. I saw the, I saw the documentary. I didn't read... Read his autobiography. Shame what happened to him, though. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's tragic. That's scary. Yeah. Yeah. That don't was, want that to happen to you. That looked crazy. Looked like a kind of... Like yeah. A, like a sock. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was yeah, bad. it was pretty tragic. Um, Actually, it looked like that fish, you know, that, like, blob, blob fish that people used to send photos of. Uh-huh. Silly-looking fish. Yeah. A bit Oof. like that. Horrible. Um, what was it? Throat cancer? Or, yeah, oh no, it was like jaw cancer. It was throat cancer that he had to have his jaw removed because it metastasized. Ooh, so he had to have a fuck, big portion man. of his throat and his entire lower jaw yeah. removed. Oh, that's scary. Um, so yeah, but then they kind of like they were like able to like keep his chin flesh intact, so it's just because kind of dangling there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was around that time that you also just started giving good reviews to everything, which is kind of sad. Yeah, <laughs> he was just like, yeah, you know what. It's better than Rat races. Better than the best comedy. <laughs> yeah. It's better than making children scream and cry when I'm trying to go oh, to the. Man, yeah, so I don't it's... think you could eat either. I guess right. Like I think you had to be fed through like a tube. Yeah. yeah. God damn. Miserable. Yeah. I would. I would commit suicide at that point. Well, I don't he was, think I would. No, keep going. he did the terminal illness thing where. You know, when someone publicly gets terminal illness, they become the most positive, happy person in the entire world. Yeah. Like, every time you saw him, he would have that... that I mean, it's fucked up. But he would have, like, the jaw hanging off, but he would always be giving two big, big thumbs, thumbs up, up to everyone that he saw. And, like, yeah. if you watch the old video interviews of him from that time... Nah, look at him there. He's just, like... He's just overly enthusiastic. Yeah. What was his wife's name? Chaz? Starts fucking more. Poor Chaz is, like... <laughs> she's just hanging <laughs> on by a thread. <laughs> Well, yeah, because he's also like, you know what? I'm going to do as much banging as I can <laughs> yeah, oh God. before I go. I've got a new lease on life. I'm rejuvenated. Yeah. Uh, oh, we shouldn't say that. That's a shame. That is a shame. A man has died. That is a shame. <laughs> That's my new favorite one to say. No, a, a man, man has died. died. A, man has, <laughs> listen, a man has died. <laughs> Someone has died. Oh, God. Someone rushed you in the news. Yeah, is he dead? No, he survived, but he's he's all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, what's he got? He got stabbed cancer? on stage. No, d- you didn't hear? The I just Salman saw Rushdie got trending s- Salman Rushdie. He got an assassination like, oh. attempt. Someone ran on stage. Uh, Again? Still. The fatwa well, is still it never in actually, No, well, the, it, Iran who dropped the fatwa in like 1998. They were like, mm-hmm. all right, 
you know, we've, we've all had a bit of fun, <laughs> but a man has died. <laughs> <laughs> a man might die. Uh, yeah, no, so the fads were already gone, but he's still, you know, he's still like a kind of persona non grata among yeah. radical Muslims. Yes, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, and it finally caught up with him. Like a year or two after, he turned up in the latest, I think it was the latest season of Curb as himself doing a bit of shtick, you know, about how having a fatwa makes ladies love you. Like oh, the danger yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, not to victim blame, but it's like, mate, <laughs> you know, if you are genuinely You know worried, they're still out there, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you know the radical yeah. Islam isn't over. <laughs> it's not it safe like, to be doing okay, this like, type of thing. Fair enough to still live your life and come out and do your talks and stuff like that. But to, like, go on curb and be like, yeah, ladies love the fatwa. It's yeah. like, all right, mate. But anyway, yeah, finally caught up with him, and someone ran on stage and stabbed him in the neck and abdomen a bunch of times. So he's apparently lost Fucking an eye. Hell, like, lost an eye, and one of I think he might not be able to speak anymore. Uh, yeah, he, he got all fucked up. Oh, but he is alive. He's Have you survived. read the Satanic Verses? Uh, I started it back in my uh, you know Chris Hitchens. Four Horsemen of uh, the Apocalypse. I was wondering, I'm like, is apocalypse. it? It's just a novel, right? It's not it's like a... It's a magical realist novel, which right. is... But I mean, I, I just have always been curious. I'm like, it can't be that. It's not like he's like, fucking Muhammad's a pussy. Like, it's not that no, crazy, no. is it? It's I, like a tasteful... No, I mean, he was, I think, yeah. A, yeah, as with many of those things, I think he was kind of a scapegoat for other things that mm-hmm. were going on in the Islamic world, you know? Uh, I mean, when was this? The late 80s? Yeah, yeah I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, the right? Islamic world wasn't looking so great. Yeah. Iran was just coming out of its, you know, the the uprising, the revolution type yeah. thing, and America coming. Yeah, so it was, it was probably like a side effect of that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, fuck, he's eighty-one. Like to survive a stabbing to the neck, that's pretty. It's pretty badass. Yeah, God's on his allies, obviously. Well, you know, on his side. I mean, <laughs> the poor quality podcast condemns him and his actions and his words on record. I yeah, like that's true. I don't. I don't want any fatwas coming my way. I don't want to catch a fucking runoff. <laughs> it's kind of funny. No one's actually that all that worried about them anymore. They're more worried about the Russians and the Chinese. The Muslims have kind of fallen out oh, of favor. Oh, the Muslims in general. I thought you meant fatwas. Well, no, but yeah. that's what people you know for for the most of the two thousands and. A lot of the 2010s as well, people were like, okay, well, let's not joke about Muhammad, though. You uh, know? Are people are people upset about the Chinese right now? Well, now, like, the kind of bet noirs of the world are the Chinese and the Russians, I would think. Well, I think the Russians, for sure. Although it seems like... It doesn't seem like anyone's really afraid of Russia. It does seem like there's definitely a new kind of socially acceptable Slavophobia that is like... Well, not, not all Slavs, no, just Russians. Yeah, Russophobia, I yeah. guess, yeah. Um, there's that, that was, I think that got really hot around the Trump era and, you know, yeah, yeah. calling everyone a Russian bot. Yeah. Um, everyone who disagrees with you is a Russian bot. That was the most crazy bout of paranoia I've ever seen <laughs> where like some middle-aged, you know, center left person with no particular controversial opinions. Yeah. Some rando on Twitter calls him a bitch and he's like, this guy's obviously a Russian. Obviously bot. A Russian They're bot. obviously after me because I'm spreading too much yeah. dangerous truth about Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald Trump is fat yeah. and orange. Everything, anything, <laughs> every time anything would happen, they'd be like so many Russian bots in there. Yeah. You know, they're not policing the Russian bots. The Chinese bots are absolutely real though. I keep hmm. stumbling across them. What are the Chinese bots? They're really odd. Uh, well, What's there are goal? some. Well, there are some that are blatant, like uh, just defending Chinese actions, and you know, so, or like pretending to be American but saying things like, 
oh man i'm so jealous of china now there's a nation that really cares for its country's health and is willing <laughs> to do what is necessary to protect its citizens i'm like there is no chance that any american like even the dumbest liberal like anti-trump or whatever would say i have heard some being like well maybe it's not such a bad idea but not to be like what a great nation that protects the the health of its citizens so much by locking them down and, yeah. you know bolting them in their apartments our castmate frida who's from china um off very offhandedly mentioned um that one of the big standardized tests you take in china the final essay question is you just need to write like 500 words about how good the government is <laughs> yeah right <laughs> like <laughs> well that's kind of known about right like yeah. it's known that china do that so when i see something like that online especially when it's not even uh, purportedly not even coming from a chinese person i'm like i don't buy it like this sounds like whether it's bots or not or just like kind of weird propaganda in one way or another there were apparently i can't remember where i heard about this but there were apparently twitter accounts that people follow because they're kind of funny um, which are, again, obviously like Chinese propaganda, but it's like just videos of Chinese people doing amazing things and being like, wow, look at the strength of this Chinese guy. Like, yeah. what a powerful nation they are and stuff. It, it, it's really funny. But that does exist. I'm sure there are Russian ones too, but uh, I, I haven't come across anything specifically where I could be like, oh, that's for sure a Russian bot. But I'm also not really looking. Whereas the Chinese ones, you just see them sometimes, and you're like, "That's definitely, yeah, that's definitely suspicious." Seemingly, the Russian bots were just anyone who was conservative or like alt right, right, on the yeah, internet or pro Trump, right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, funny, yeah. funny old world. Well, that's all Salman Rushdie, man. Yeah, so pull it's one a out. shame that that Russian bot got him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if there are any Islamic bots. That'd be fun, though. <laughs> if they got in on it, you know, <laughs> if they were like, yeah, ISIS. well, ISIS didn't. I, I mean, that was an actual problem on Twitter, unlike Russian bots. Oh, they were. They have a huge. They still. Well, I, yeah. I guess they don't really have that much of a presence anymore. But ISIS yeah, they, was like they popping were, off on. They did. They learned how to use right. it. Yeah, yeah, they learned how to use it. They were like doing release dates for their execution yeah. videos with trailers, like, like kind Christ, of fast yeah. cut trailers with like EDM music on them. It's fascinating. That though. is fucking that like, that turned my stomach just now yeah. hearing about that. The trailers is really what's scary about it. Yeah, but like Hollywood style, like you know, where they tease who it might be, it'll be like boom, boom, next week, boom. And yeah. then you see like someone with a bag on their yeah. head, like slow motion walking down a Yeah, it's really really strange. My friend Aaron, uh, who did the Mondo Christ Almighty podcast, who I've pimped many times. Uh, he, I, I believe he put it in his PhD thesis. Uh, he did like a whole contrast between, well, first of all, like real like snuff films and like the Mondo films, but then he did a whole section on ISIS because mm -hmm. they're, you know, it, it oh used God, to be that you differentiate. You had to do for oh yeah, no, it, it broke him, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it used to be the it wouldn't be considered a snuff film if it was like an execution video or a, a real life, like a war video, something that featured death, but wasn't made for that purpose, for the purpose of like profit. But there's a bit thinner of a line when ISIS are making videos that are like stylized and like semi-professionally shot and have like soundtracks and special effects, which are also execution yeah. videos. You know, it's like, does that, is that snuff now? Cause the, the definition of snuff used to be, not the definition, but uh, the consensus always was that it doesn't actually exist. Yeah. Back in the day, it was always like, no, it doesn't actually exist. No one actually That's has made a, made 
a movie of someone being murdered for profit, specifically yeah. for profit. Uh, now, I think you'd have to be really stupid to think it didn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to still, like, these old, like, 70-year-old CIA people being like, no, it's not real. I think I just but listened no, to some... It has to be real now. I listened to some random, like, one-off episode of a podcast that I've never listened to since. I don't know how to find it, but they were talking about, like, the history of the origins of snuff and how that was. Yeah, yeah that was basically that, like, almost all of the original ones were hoaxes or... Yeah, and the consensus was... Or even things was, that no one ever actually saw. They just talked about having yeah. seen. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the consensus was always uh, is there's no actual evidence of it. Mm-hmm. But, come on. Like, well, now absolutely. we know there is, yeah. Yeah, well, I can think of a few things which I would probably classify. I mean, Peter Scully's work, for a mm-hmm. start, that has to be considered snuff, right? His work... His work. His canon. His opus. Yeah. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, Peter anyway. Scully keeps coming up on this fucking... I know. He's like our mascot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's who he is. <laughs> oh, good oh, lord. heinous fucking... He's one of, the, one of the worst people who ever lived. Him and the Lost Prophets guy. It was kind of funny. I was looking up... Uh, I can't remember for what reason. I was looking up uh, celebrities who had been cancelled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just like a kind of comprehensive list of celebrities who were cancelled. I think I was trying to find out whether someone was or not. And like in between all the fucking, you know, Letitia Wrights and uh, Aziz Ansaris and people like that, Ian Watkins from Lost Prophets. Mm-hmm. I'm like that, but that's not a cancellation, is it? Uh, right. It, yeah, it, that's it's not. not the... <laughs> it's not really what you're looking for in this list, yeah. where it's like, oh, Nicki Minaj. Yeah, she said something. She said something. She said, vex, and it's like Beyonce said, "Spaz on that ass" on yeah. an album, and then also uh, Ian Watkins, Ian Watkins tried to... to rape a one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a bit of a distinction there, I would think. It's like Harvey Weinstein too. It's like, you don't say cancelled, do you? No, convicted is uh, what yeah, you he's say. Convicted. Yeah. <laughs> the judge didn't hand down a cancellation yeah. to Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> he's like, now people will look upon your movies with scorn. Yeah. I, the judge, decree that Netflix uh you know, replace all Miramax logos with a LGBT flag. Yeah. No, nah, actually it wouldn't be for, for Harvey Weinstein's crimes, it would be a uh just a, a female symbol with a big thumbs up next to it. <laughs> <laughs> that is about the extent of what the what the studios and stuff did. Yeah, you know, they're just like, well, you know, we're take, we're not going to take this anymore, even though we enabled it and yeah. <laughs> allowed it for thirty years until you pointed it out. So we're gonna we're gonna put a category on our streaming service which says women films. <laughs> no, that well, it's like of, that. It's like that. that it's it's like that Atlanta episode where they just hire on a few people and. Don't do anything different. Yeah. 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 Well, it's nice that, you know, they, I have like a category for like, you know, female directed films. I think that's good. Uh, yeah. Thank t- God. Tells me what category to avoid. Oh, here you go. <laughs> it's nice that they put all the films that you should avoid Jerry in one. Jerry Sadowitz over here. <laughs> oh, no. He'd be a lot harsher than that. <laughs> he'd be a lot harsher than that. Here he is, folks. <laughs> here he comes. Did you ever see that movie Sleeping Beauty with Emily Browning? Uh, that movie's fucking crazy. It's fucking. Uh, it's it's, bad shit. it's Emily Browning. Who's Emily Browning? I'm not sure. She I... was in. Remember Sucker Punch? She was the yeah. lead in Sucker Punch. Okay. She was. Uh, she was. She was in Sleeping Beauty. I don't know. She's been in a bunch. She was like a kind of an it girl for a minute there. I remember uh, the name, but I don't remember anything else. Okay, let's her. see. Um, Ghost, Todd Browning. Ghost, Ghost ship. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she wait. Played... The one in like 2003. Yeah. 
2000? No, even earlier than that. Yeah. Oh, okay. She, she must have been pretty young in that. She played Violet Baudelaire in the series <laughs> Wait, of Unfortunate what? Events. Oh. So but, she was oh, a my, kid. Hang on, no, can, can we talk about that for a second? What? Violet Baudelaire in the Roald Dahl-esque Lemony Snicket's series of Unfortunate Events. There's yeah. a character called Violet Baudelaire. Isn't Baudelaire like a poet's name? Yeah, like Charles a- Baudelaire. But... Uh, I mean, are you not seeing where I'm getting at with the Roald Dahl connection? I don't think so. Violet Beauregard? Oh! And come on, Lemony Snicket is pretty Dahl adjacent. Oh, for sure he is, yeah. I mean, I get it. He would probably be, it's a homage, it's an homage, but come on. That's a bit much. Violet Baudelaire. It's not even good. Because it's Baudelaire as well. It's like, what, Charles, the, the fucking romantic poet who writes about shagging? That's like, hot. Anyway. I don't know. I've never seen it. I mean, I've never seen the movies or read the books. Uh, Lemony Snicket you never read? No, it seems like something I would like. What, what's the author's actual name? I forget. Oh, probably like fucking F from Horowitz or J.K. something. J.K. Rowling. Yeah, it's J.K. Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> Joanne Kingston Rowling. She's uh, she's actually uh, gotten involved on the Jerry Sadowitz thing. She loves him. I haven't seen what she wrote, but I can only imagine she's just looking for allies at the moment. <laughs> like, so on, I'd imagine bear. she's on his side. Actually, it'd be even funnier if she wasn't. She was like, good. Yeah. Fuck him. He shouldn't be saying transphobic things. Yeah. <laughs> I, on the other hand, wasn't saying transphobic things. There is a difference. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be such a baller move. I hope she does that. The next stage. The next stage in the mania. Oh. Bargaining. You know who it was originally supposed to be in this Sleeping Beauty movie, according to Wikipedia right here? Rebel Mia Vosikovska. Oh, well, that doesn't surprise me. But she was committed to Jane Eyre. I didn't know that she did a Jane Eyre. Well, I'm learning a lot right now. Mia Vosikovska, yeah, she, she was like the go-to girl for any kind of Victorian set British yeah. period piece, including Alice in Wonderland. Oh, you know what other movie she was in? Dar- okay, this is, dude, Emily Browning has had a huge fucking career, it turns out. Okay, are you ready? So Ghost Ship? Yeah. Um, Darkness Falls. You oh, remember yeah. Darkness Falls? The Tooth Fairy. That movie fucking ruled, dude. It's not bad, I seem to remember. I, remember I was right. terrified of that movie. Now, oh, really? <laughs> did I see it when it came out? So I was 12 years old. Yes. <laughs> it's only a PG-13. It's, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's not bad. What do you mean it's not bad? It's not that scary. Oh, it's scary. Oh, come on now. Some of the scariest movies in the world are only rated PG-13. That's true. But it's not like being 12... I feel like if it scared you when you were 12, it would probably scare you now. Maybe. I mean, I... <laughs> Dude, it's, it, there's like a shot where she's in, he's, in the, uh, he's in the room with the light on. Because the tooth fairy can only come out in the dark. And yeah. he goes and hides in his room and clicks the light on and whatnot. And you just see the tooth fairy like lingering around, like scuttling around on the wall where it is dark. Like outside of the little shaft of light. Yeah. Whew. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Yeah, I don't remember it being that scary. She's, remember... trying, she's trying real hard to get. It actually becomes kind of a weird action movie at the end, if you recall. Yeah. There's a part where the power gets cut at a police station, and the Tooth Fairy is like going around murking cops. Yeah, and they're in a shootout with the Ghost Tooth Fairy. Yeah, I vaguely remember that. A lot of, in the early 2000s, a lot of the movies kind of ended that way, like Thirteen Ghosts and uh, Gothica. Do you remember Gothica with Halle Berry? Barely. So bad. I saw it like oh. three times. Yeah. I took two separate girls on dates to see that. Yeah. At the age they, of 13. A player, by the way. But yeah, at the age of 13, thinking, like, oh, that's how you get. That's how you. Oh, get. you like saw in movies that like girls like scary movies and shit? 
Uh, no, it wasn't so much that. It was more just like, well, if I'm going to take them to see anything, it's going to be something where they're petrified and I'm like the big tough guy because that yeah. made me look good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also to initiate physical contact. Yeah. I read Neil Strauss's The Game <laughs> yeah, when I was, I was going to say. <laughs> um, oh, Emily Browning was also in the movie Magic Magic, which I recommended work. to it, you. It didn't work, by the way. Um, so instead, I just had to watch Gothica twice. Yeah. <laughs> which wasn't rewarding. Uh, Magic Magic, I haven't seen it. You really should. Yeah. Um, she was is that in, the one with she fucking was in the, the host? That's the one with Michael Sarah in it? Uh, yeah. I, awesome. I, I'm taking an extended hiatus from Michael Sarah. What like how hasn't fucking pop culture been doing that? What how are you getting oversaturated with Michael Sarah right now? I haven't even seen I'm, I'm just refusing to watch anything that he's ever been in. Why? Uh, I just made that decision, you know. Uh, I'm about three years into my ten year hiatus. Ten years you're going ten, for. Ten years, no Michael Sarah. That's at too all. much. I know it means I can't watch entertainment anymore. Yeah, I'm fine you with fucked that. Fuck yourself. No, I'm fine you with that. You skip that one scene. I could, yeah, and I might. God help the girl she was in. Don't know. Why are we going through this Emily Browning career? Okay, oh, great. anyway, it's a fucking. Uh, oh, this is odd. The way that this whoever wrote this Wikipedia article was having kind of a good time writing it. So <laughs> she's fucking hot too. Yeah, it's here's the in here's 2012 the, she officially became legal and I started whacking. Here's the well, here's the here's <laughs> the plot free. synopsis or the 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 summary or the synopsis based on the, per Wikipedia. The film stars Emily Browning as a young university student. She takes up a part-time, high-paying job with a mysterious Wait, sorry, crew. what film is this? Sleeping Beauty. Okay, all right. She takes up a part-time, high-paying job with a mysterious group that caters to rich men who like the company of nude, sleeping young women. Lucy is required to sleep alongside paying customers like, and be absolutely submissive to their erotic desires. It's like Whisper Lodge, the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fulfilling their fantasies by voluntarily entering into physical unconsciousness. Sounds shit. It's good. Is, it's that, is it actually good? Yeah, it's unnerving. It's is really it actually weird. good, though, or is it just like, you know, the way that people say The Handmaid's Tale is good because they're like, this is going to be real. Is it like uh, that? No, it's not like that. It's uh, it's is it artsy? It's, is it? It's it's artsy. I would also say it's relatively eroticized. Oh, really? <laughs> it's it's eroticized and scary. It really, it does a good job, and it's just it's just weird. Like the portrait they paint of the society is very cool and okay. And look, if, if, if I go, because that, that sounds terrible. Like, I mean, look, that it's, description. It's a sounds, slow movie as well. It's very slow. I don't mind movies being slow, but okay. that that premise just sounds. Again, just too similar to like like that Florence Pugh movie that I was talking about. It's like, oh, there's a, a cult where women are fucking uh, objectified or subjugated. Okay, so it has to be good. It's not just good because the premise is cool, right? No, is I mean, it actually good? Like, it has good characters, it has good good dialogue. It looks no, good. It's, it's got very very minimal dialogue. It looks really good. It looks good. It good builds soundtrack. a world. Like, it, it's, yeah. it's creepy, satisfying. It's okay. good. Okay. I will go and watch it. Oh, if you're well, wrong, if you're gonna watch something, you should watch Magic Magic. Uh, no, Michael Sarah Hiatus. I'm assuming I can't skip past the scenes in that since he's on the front cover. Yeah, he's pretty big in it. Yeah, no, won't be having that. <sighs> you're missing out. I'm not. That director is one of the most underrated directors out there. Sebastian Silva. What else did he do? He did Crystal Fairy. Oh, so another Michael Sarah movie. And yeah, he did. No, I won't uh, be he this. did one called Nasty Baby, which is very good. Okay, I won't be watching any of those. If you don't mind, I saw that one. Uh, I saw, I'm allowed to pass. I, I saw the LA so many premiere. To you. I just so uh, I just so happened to wander into the LA premiere of Nasty Baby, actually, which had 
Sebastian Silva and I want to say Kristen Wiig. Okay. In attendance. You wandered in. Were you, you were looking for popcorn? Uh, yeah, I was like a rat. I yeah. sniffed my way <laughs> up, a, up a trail like the fucking uh, the rat in the Charlotte's Web movie. Oh, sorry. What? Uh, nope, Jenny is not going tonight. No. Oh. So that means I shan't be either. Okay. not going to go on my own. That's yeah. sad. It is sad. It's depressing. Yeah. All right. No trivia. All right. Well, let's see here. And you're going to fucking flappers? I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, well fuck, I need to have lunch anyway. I haven't had lunch yet. Speaking of food. All right, well, let's say our goodbyes before we disappear into our phones. All right. All right, that'll yeah. do. Recorded for fucking three hours. Jesus. Oh, it's going to yeah. be a fun edit. You know what's nice about doing it with Brandon? Hmm. No editing required. Yeah. Just release the raw file. Yeah. I knew it didn't from the moment. Didn't even compress it. No. From the, yeah, no. I, I, I put the normal stuff on it, but I didn't have to play with it because yeah. our levels were about equal. Yeah. It's fantastic. ASMR. Just dropped the raw file into Logic. Look to Well, the, good luck scheduling a fucking we, uh, regular show with Brandon. You think I'm hard to schedule with? No, he's in chicken often. Yeah. I know. He's fucking neck deep in chicken every hour of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But that's all changing. Oh, really? I don't know. Probably not. You're just saying that to yeah. <laughs> leave on a cliffhanger? Yeah, hopefully that's all well, that's changing. That's all changing. 